information is all. Is it not? For example, you must know by now that the double O program is officially dead. <laughs> Which leads me to speculate exactly why you came. So, James, why did you come? I came here to kill you. And I thought you came here to die. Well, it's all a matter of perspective. exciting edition of Do You Expect Us To Talk? I'm your host Rebecca Andrews and with me as always are fellow Bond fans Dave Bond and Chris Byrne. Hi. Say hi. Hi. This is episode 11 and tonight we're discussing the new Bond film Spectre. Alert, alert, warning, this is a spoilers podcast. What? Spoilers? Oh, well, I'm out. Uh, well, we won't listen, we'll just put our fingers <laughs> in our ears and <laughs> Um, yeah, yeah, be warned. Um, um, we're going to discuss we everything that happened. So if you haven't seen it, spoil the shit in. out of this film. Mm. So um, uh, we, you know, I, I, do, I'm aware that uh, so like particularly um, li- listeners, if we have listeners in the in, Amer- in the United States of America, we do. Um, I think we do. Oh, fantastic! Well, in that case, then uh, our sincere apologies that uh, we are talking about a film that is yet to be released. <laughs> but uh, we. Uh, we advise you to kind of go away and see the film. Uh, so, we advise you. <laughs> yeah, you had no intention, but now we've recommended yeah. it. Yeah, well, well, we, well, we advise you if you, could, if you, you know, we advise you to see the film, and that is unless you are bothered at all. But I, I imagine if you listen to a Bond podcast, you are interested in seeing the new James Bond film. Um, I, I just assume I, I yeah, okay. I, I just, I just took that for granted. So. Uh, it depends how you feel about spoilers. I mean, certainly with things like the Marvel films and so on, I'm never that bothered if I go in knowing what happens. But um, for the sake of a few days, you may as well hang on because we've got uh, a music episode coming out in a few days and we're only about a week and a half from recording Live and Let Die and getting back to our reviews. So there is other content yeah. out there. And, yeah, plus you can always just like come back to it anyway. It's not, you know... It's a podcast anyway, mm. after, and they not like there's a time limit on these things. So uh, yeah, so um, yeah, so if you are listening to this and you've not seen it, then uh, please press pause. Um, st- wait a week. Yeah, wait two America. weeks. <laughs> yeah, put your iPod on pause for yeah a week uh, and come and come back to it. Uh, unless of course you're really not asked because let's face it, uh, nothing. Yeah, nothing. Oh, nothing, Inspector, is really that surprising at all. <laughs> So, no. That's a, <laughs> that's a spoiler in itself. Well, yeah. 
But it, it depends though. Like if, if you stayed away, if you've been really good and like not read the, any of the Sony leaks or not seen any of the t- you know yeah. TV spots or trailers or anything like that, then then well, well done to you. Okay. Um, I will kick off with the first spoiler of the evening. Then uh, the first spoiler of the evening is if you read the leaked information, the leaked I think it was the sort of blocking information, wasn't it, about the scenes from November or December? They were broadly accurate. There are some changes, but the main beats of the script that we read was what we saw. Pretty much. There was only like a few things here and there. I did hear a thing um, no, about like Tanner shooting himself in the head with a cut in a, in a car, which I thought, oh, fucking that's my, that's dark. But there, there was, a, there was yeah. a version, again, right, ladies and gentlemen, we are now into spoilers. So again, last chance, switch this off. We're about to go straight into... What did happen, the... what nearly happened, what we yeah. thought might happen. There was a version of the script where Tanner was going to be the traitor. Oh, wow. Uh, and there was also, there was also, and I don't know if it made it to an official script, but it was going to be M before they split it out into the C character. Uh, in one version of the script, Bond shot C in a scene very reminiscent of him shooting, remind me of his name at the start of Casino Royale. Um... Uh, the pre-titles yeah. to that film. Which, the, I think the, it works better in this film because Bond has no, well, next to no scenes with C at all, so it would be a bit... It, it feels like it... it yeah. No, and it's M fighting for the future yeah. of his department. I think that was fair enough. The other thing that I think was different, in the version we read, Bond knew that he was called Ernst Stavro Blofeld, and in fact he'd been sort of renamed as Oberhauser. I don't know if it was because he was adopted or what. But yeah, Bond told him he was called Ernst Stavro Blofeld, not the other way around. But the major beats of the story, right to the ending, are pretty much what we yeah. read. Yeah, it's all pretty much the same. I think so. the only thing the only thing that that was missing from the script that that that, that they took out of the film, and I thought they were wise to, because it would have been too on the nose. The last line of the film was meant to be Bond turning to Madeline in the DB5 and saying, "We have all that the time." That probably would have pissed me off. Oh, that would have really that might have, been, that might have been a fucking mistake. <laughs> they wouldn't have earned that. You're annoyed already, Chris, but this would have... Yeah, it would have really, really fucked fuck me off. Really big time. Um, yeah, that, that's, that, that, that's, that's interesting what you're saying. Okay, before we, get into, before we get into the film, just a, just a last point of order on what this podcast is. I thought it was podcast we, we've talking said about we're spoiling it. We've got no idea how long it might be. It might run as, long as, run as long as a normal podcast. We don't know until we, we talk, but... It will not replace a proper respecter review at no, the end. No, no, because... Yeah, we'll, 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 do, yeah, we'll do the review at the end. And we'll do it without, I, I think, I haven't even talked to the guys about this, but I think the wise way to do it would not even to be to reference this podcast. We would, we'll would we actually do it from scratch when we come I, to it. We'll I do think it so by the time we get to Spectre, there'll be enough distance in that... Yeah, I'm, I'm pl- yeah. And we reserve the yeah, right to plus change also our minds. Like, well. You know, you... Yeah, sure. you, you, you our feelings for the film will change slightly. So, in in terms of like oh, how it's settled into the franchise, it still yeah. needs to settle. This is very very new. We've Even though both, we've all seen it twice, we're recording. I don't know when this will be released. It's up to Chris and how much editing we give him tonight. But we're recording this on the twenty eighth. The film was released on the twenty sixth, and we've yes. all seen it twice. <laughs> Literally, we've seen it like <laughs> one once. But I walked I walked out of my second screening ninety minutes ago. Yeah. I saw it yesterday. Yeah, yeah. So me, yeah. me too. I watched it Monday and Tuesday, and uh, and that. I might be going to see it on Friday. No, I needed a break. I might. I, I will see it again, but that will be it then. I, I, I don't, don't think I will bother seeing it again. No, that's enough. Uh, yeah, but, uh, 
Okay. That's so, all in the cinema. Anyway. Yeah. Again, this will be when we post this, it will be full of this. It's full of spoilers. It'll be called first reactions, interim report, something like that. It does not replace our Spectre review at the end of this series, and it also doesn't necessarily tell you what we will say about Spectre at the end of this series. It tells you what we think as it's still not settled in our also, minds. Also, I will say I will probably put this in the feed for my other uh, podcast, which I review like new release films. Which you won't with yeah, the main so one. It, yes. it, this, it's, it's, this is kind of like a hybrid of the Cinematronics podcast as well. So, uh, but you know, this is do you expect us to talk? Yeah. So, yeah, but it's yeah, like okay. well, rather than have me record another okay. podcast with other people and repeat myself, so, yeah, might as well. I, I, you know, I, I think that there's enough in this film, and there's enough about the film that's not controversial, but there's enough in the film that you could totally change your mind about yes. in six months. I mean, I, I mean, to be honest, I, I felt differently the second time I watched it. Anyway, I don't know about you guys. Well, let's start with you, Chris, because your first viewing was definitely the most negative. Of well, the three of us. where do I start, really? I mean, I, th- I guess on first viewing. Because, I mean, it's a funny thing. I, I, I was, I've, I've said a lot of stuff about what I, I imagine will happen, Inspector, and pretty much everything I've said pretty much happened in the film. <laughs> um, it yeah, it, it really sort of like yeah, it's pretty much it. So it, it was literally like. It's amazing. You read a well, script and then you no, but to be fair, to be fair, like the whole reveal of. Uh, Spoiler. Um, the whole like thing of Blofeld and we're not going to mention. We're not going to mention spoilers again now, folks. You've had enough warning. You're in the north door now. Come on, Chris. The reveal of Blofeld. Uh, yeah. And all, and, all, and all that kind of shizaz and all that. It just felt very much. And and plus also with the with what happened with the with the leaked uh, script or like basically what the producers were saying. I was like thinking, yeah, the producers were fucking right. You need to go and rewrite this fucking thing. Um, like um okay i will say this uh i'll first first uh viewing i was pretty i it was enjoyable but i thought it was just very lukewarm i I think i was more annoyed at the uh should we say the the very the very ends with the whole i know let's throw in the db5 just to so the fans can spunk over it i was like oh fuck's sake I, i think it's fair to say I think we would agree. I think even you would agree yeah. with this, Chris, because we've sort of talked about it. I mean, we're not spitting feathers about it by any means, I might be, but... <laughs> but because we've talked about it over the last few weeks mm. a few times, we've almost wound ourselves up over it. We are disproportionately pissed off by the DB5 continuing well, to show no, up it, in Bond. I mean, I, I get that it has its fans, and I get what that it, 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 the DB5 holds a special place with Bond fans, not so with with us, yep. but. I get that and I appreciate that. It's just how it's dealt with, you know. I don't mind it being in a Bond film. In fact, that's absolutely fine. You know, have it be Bond's car. That is fine. But it's how. But it, well, it, it is. It's the, the funny thing it, is, where it's finished, it is now. The th- well, yes, and that's fine. But it's how it's presented out. I mean, okay, I'll, I'll get onto this point, and I figured, and I figured this out on the second viewing. My main problem with this, and and the same goes with uh, Skyfall. And it's a, it's a thing that seems to be happening in a lot of franchises now. Where it's Doctor Who, Sherlock, uh, Star Trek to 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 a kind of degree. I think Into Darkness is a good uh, like sort of comparison to uh, Spectre. 
I think I know but, where you're going. No, but no, but yeah. I, 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 I finally figured out. It's a franchise that's in, that is in love with itself now, and that is kind of it's tating kind of it. Yeah, its own history. And, yeah, and it's just like whereas before it just carried on. It sort of like it, it went right, move on. So okay, so uh, he had a character who was in it previously. Now they died or stuff happens. Right, move on. This is constantly going back. Like even even in the credit sequence, you see Judy fucking Dench. I mean, come on. I know she's a beloved character, well, yeah, but can we move fucking on, please? Part, so. Like seriously. And she... but this this is like the coda of of you know the Daniel Craig series, you know the arc as it were. I think that's why that's why the they put in the DB five at the end. They just shoehorn it in. I agree. It's a bit random. Okay, it's, being it's there. not it's not the fact. But it's like that's why he's got to sail off into the sunset with a DB five, and that's the end okay, of it's his not, arc. It's not the fact that. He drives off in DB5. It, it's how it's presented. It's it's the fact that like uh, it's like it's a like the DB5 is like a big mysterious thing that we all like want to jizz ourselves over. It's like oh my god. It's like yes. It's like no. It's it's just it's just, it's just so cornerly handled. And it just seems to be so cack-handed and so like I in fact I didn't think it, I I I even feel like condescended to. I mean even if I generally was, I love the DB5 like all the other fans do. I, I would probably still feel the same because it's so fucking corny and cheesy and, and it felt like don't fucking patronise me with like throwing it in throwing it in my face like it just, I just I just hate that I personally can't stand that let's do a little mental retcon on the film then just so we can get through it he was given he was let's imagine he didn't get in the DB5 he got in like Dalton's Aston Martin right. instead one, one that was just 10. a little nod to the old film. If, you if, know, it, if, it, if it was take, handled in yeah. exactly the same way, I would feel equally as pissed off. What, what if it was the DB10? It, it, and actually, the, the, car, the, the car actually doesn't and... matter. It's how it's handled. It's the way it's presented. It's just, yeah, it's just the way it was kind of shoe yeah. and tacked it's on at just, the end. That's, that, that's, that's my issue. I, don't actually, I actually don't give a that's shit it. what car he drives in. It's just it's the how it's <laughs> fucking dealt with. It's just like, oh, please... You know, and... no, it was a bit silly. I think it, yeah, it should have kind of ended when, well, the very end yeah. scene when I mean, Blayfield's arrested. Bothered me more. Yeah, in definitely. But it just, but again, it's just like right at the end. It's like, oh come on, please, really. I I, I loved it in Skyfall because it was you know the fiftieth anniversary I know, and and and, and, and that's what that, that was I, I would actually argue this feels more like the anniversary film than Skyfall and, did. And I, yeah, and, I, and it pissed, about, pissed me off about Skyfall because like whenever anyone brought anything up like that, hang on, no, it's, it felt wrong. Well, it's the 50th anniversary; we had to do something. No, you didn't. No, you didn't. You, you, you could have just, just made a really, really good Bond film, but no, you didn't. Um, but actually, this this, <laughs> this film actually feels more like the anniversary <laughs> film. And the reason I say that is it, it's much more. It's a love letter to the series. It really is. It, it's a greatest hits Bond film without. DB5 aside, endlessly referencing specific points. There are little nods in it. It's not die another day. Look at this gadget. Look at this bit. I said the same line. There's none of that to it. And it, it's got a lovely, warm, goldy sort of colour palette to it as well. I mean, one of the things I think I am most out of step with the Bond fan base and the general public on is everybody goes on about what a beautiful film Skyfall is. Now, with the exception of Shanghai and a couple of other bits, I actually thought it had a horrible digital washed out sheen to it. I, I actually don't think Skyfall, a few scenes aside, is a particularly good looking film. I really don't like the look of it. This film, we're back on, we're back on celluloid and it's got a lovely sort of gold colour palette to it and I think this is a gorgeous film. 
celluloid makes so much difference makes really all the difference um i mean i think skyfall personally looked beautiful but i think covenant shot on the suggested for a minute i think skyfall is is ugly necessarily oh no no definitely it's just very washed out and some of it is is plot relevant i mean one of the things I, I marvelled at even tonight on second viewing is Daniel Craig looked like shit in Skyfall. <laughs> and I know that was actually deliberate at the start of the film, but he looked pretty much like shit most of the way through. Even when they cleaned him up to go in the casino, he looked I think, too I, old. No, I think, no, I think it is. And, and in this film... You know what just, I really think it looks... is? He had a really, really, really short haircut. And he... bold. That didn't help, but even the skin yeah. and the puffiness and everything, I, I don't know what it was because he was definitely in shape. Because when he this took time around, he looked so much better. Shape. I don't know if he's just like but, lost but in this film, this is the best he's looked in a Bond film. Well, I don't know. He's, you know, he's three Royale, years old Fucking to me, that's still that was like yeah, ten but, years yeah. ago. I just like the guess? sort of added. But, sort yeah, of gravitas I, yeah, but you're right, Dave. He does actually. He, he looks, he looks better here than he did yeah. in Skyfall. I, I do get what you're saying. I agree. Yeah, with definitely. Even allowing for the plot, we all understand. That when Daniel Craig, sorry, when James Bond has his three months after he's been shot and he comes back and finds M and he's a bit drunk and he hasn't shaved and his eyes are puffy. And the next day when he's doing the sort of stuff in MI6, we all understand he's supposed to look like shit there. Yeah. But I don't think he looked much better at the end of the film, to be quite honest. No, he still looked a bit rough, didn't um, he? Whereas here, I just thought he looked fantastic from, from the very first frame. He smiles more in this film as well. It's just a wonderful performance. He's just, he's just more smiley. I think he kind of... Becca, like, yeah. uh, Chris, before we sort of go on to Becca, we wanted general impressions from you and we got 10 minutes yeah. on the DD5. Okay, yeah, what I was going to say, what, okay. what else <laughs> my, you my, think? My first, on first viewing, I was kind of very, like, I, I enjoyed it and then I just felt it was, just wasn't... Um, it was very predictable, and I, yes, even though I was not, and I read the leaked script, so I knew everything was going to happen, I just still felt it was just very by numbers. And... Even though it had elements in it, and it had some things that just annoy me, and I think that that last scene had tainted a little bit for me. I was like, oh, it was one of those things. It was one of those films where you watch and you, you enjoy it while you're watching it, and you walk away, and then you, you and you think and you digest it a little bit. Then you start like going, oh, for fuck's sake, why did yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> second time round, I've kind of got what more what they were doing. I actually enjoyed it more second time round. Um, its flaws are still there, and I think its main two flaws are of us. Uh, one is it the the last third, last the the third act is just sheer lazy. It's just it it is just cack handed. It's just like they couldn't be bothered. And also, and also, may I add, why does it have to end it in London again? Like. What do we, do we have to go back to London again? When they were on uh, when they were on Westminster Bridge, I'm thinking Sam Mendes really likes fucking. Yeah, London, I mean, like, I don't, I, 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 they did do a lot more. Yeah, but I, I, yeah, he's been to the yeah, most countries. I, like, I don't mind that having the set piece on, but can we end it? It's just to be different. Yeah. I, okay, I know technically the you know Skyfall ended in Scotland, but you know, but it was very yeah. Like this time around, like so much of it was shot in London, and, but it wasn't and, publicized as much. Like it was yeah, very kind of understated. And, and, and of course, the the end scene was very like meh. It was in, in comparison to in, in, in comparison the to the other action sequences. Like, in, in, I actually slightly disagree with you. In a, only in as much as Skyfall. <laughs> Come on, let it out, Dave. Come on. Skyfall is is probably 
it's a more original film it's got more ideas mm. in it it tries to do something different yeah. it it's got a real authorship to it whereas this feel this does feel a little bit more made by committee but what i will say is i actually thought the film was more consistent than skyfall because Th frankly this is more as of a bomb film Judy... i'll put it that way. It, well, yeah, but yeah, as soon sure. as Judy Dench stops, yeah, and it needs to be, and we'll talk about that. I suspect that will be more in the review when we, we sort of um, reflect on Daniel Craig's era, because yeah, I think he needed days. one of these. Mm. But um, I think Skyfall, as, as soon as Judy Dench starts doing her, stops doing her poem, the film falls apart. I really don't like the last sort of, I guess it's about 40 minutes of Skyfall. It's very pretty, some of the best looking stuff's in Scotland. But that Straw Dogs arc does not belong in a Home film. Alone no. kind of. It's Home Alone. They say Home yeah, Alone, yeah. but I mean, if he was it with go goofily with cans of paint and stuff <laughs> like that and freezing. Yeah, the Home Invasion part. It's yeah. got, in, in terms of. Yeah, yeah you're, right, in, you're right to say Home Alone, but in terms of vibe and how it feels, very yeah. Straw Dogs. I, 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 uh, I will say this. And what, again, what, I, I what makes. Expect... Sorry, I'll, sorry, I'll just say this quickly, and I think yeah, it cool. kind of reflects into Spectre as well. The, the, the stuff why the. Why, why that doesn't work as well, I think, and the same goes for Spectre, is the ideas of going back home aren't actually that well established. And I think... They, and... Well, that was the whole point of the DB5. If you watch the... And we'll talk about this during the Skyfall review. I don't want to tread no, no. too much on that, but we'll watch all the special features. But I have heard the commentary to it before. And the whole point of the DB5 is not to go, look, it's the DB5, everyone. It's about this. It's about the going back of in time. Going back in time. Going back in time. Yeah. Um, exactly. I actually think Skyfall is one of the most misunderstood films in the series because people still talk about how well it doesn't make sense because it's all about him being too old. It's got nothing to do with Bond being too old. It's all about uh, readiness. I think and it's relevance. about Bond finding himself again. It's about readiness. Yeah, rediscovering. And I'll expand on that yeah. when we get to the review. But but certainly. Once they sort of leave, once they leave London, I don't like that mm. film very much. But I have full respect for it. I understand why people love it. I don't quite understand why people think it's as beautiful as it is. Now, you can take still shots from Shanghai. You can and just go, look at that. Him going in on the boat in Macau. You know, there are, you know, you could edit together five minutes of that film that looks extraordinary. But I think from scene to scene, it's just so washed out. As I say, we come to this film, it, it's nowhere near as inspired, if you like, but I think it's a more consistent film. I think he needed a, a more traditional Bond adventure. Um, and I think they did the best they could with the material they had. They are hamstrung by the fact that they've got Spectre back three quarters of the way through his reign. And the way they've had to sort of retcon that in is a bit fucking ham-fisted, yeah. to say the it's, least. It's, I... Whereas if you look back to the mm. Connery era, where they were teased over a number of films, that was actually very satisfying in a lot of ways. But now, yeah, they've had to kind of, again, shoehorn it in and say, right, okay, we've now got the rights to it. Let's well, just, again, let's with Spectre, it. they don't really establish what the fuck they were doing. I don't, I don't really get what their organisation was. I mean, like... They... I don't imagine that whole organisation there is just to piss I mean, like, Bond off. Yeah, well, here's the thing, it's like... <laughs> Like you get told through uh, various like sort of conversations and 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 the news coverage that oh yeah there's like terrorist attacks or, or bombings in in other parts of the country and it's not really 
focused on, and then that's meant to be the main. No, I, I, I actually that, that no, no. You only see you only see that in one yeah. country, and it's... you hear about it in a couple of others, and then you actually, see and it's, it's, and you never get. No, it's it's very well um, trailed actually, because they go uh, C and M go to Tokyo to vote on this nine nine eyes yeah, nine eyes yeah nine eyes initiative. The one country that says no is South Africa. Next that's, where get, that's where they get a terrorist attack. And when it, when he says you need to see this bond and puts on the TV, it's mm. Cape Town. Yeah. And then a few scenes later, sees forced through an early vote again, and South Africa have changed yeah. their tune. Uh, yeah, but it's yeah, just not. You know, it's not really sort of. what I'd, I'd like to see Spectre more at work, like be it more the focal point. If you're going to make Spectre, that's for the next film. Yeah, the next but, film. yeah but things are better. This is called Spectre. This is should be, this should be like the big one. This is, should be like the one where it's not like oh we'll just gently ease it in. The next film's going to be Spectre. Well, well, <laughs> well funny, Spectre like, funny enough, this ties into what my second viewing uh, was. I really got behind what they were doing. What they were doing was kind of doing like Half Majesties, and we'll get to. The the part um, later on where which ties it in because because by the end we when yeah. Bond walks away in, in the sunset with um, uh, yeah Madeline Madeline Swan Blofeld is like there lying going oh, I'm gonna get you and it's like it's very much like <laughs> foreshadowing that I mean I'll be he doesn't say yeah anything, I mean he's, he's like he's like, he's like yeah, at the he, end of Shakespeare he, he can actually you see, mean he oh, when you he's can see it how he's yeah. looking on as they walk away thinking like this isn't this isn't fucking over. And no, this you can isn't totally true. see the next film being like the start of the uh, Born Super, uh, yeah. Born Supremacy. Or, yeah, or yeah, in, in yeah. kind of that kind of a, I don't know, I mean, I don't know quite, but he kind of has to have Craig back, and I'd be surprised. I, I personally think Mendes should come back to finish it off, but um, then again, the same thing. I'd rather yeah, see a better I, director I actually... come back and do it. But... <laughs> I think yeah, we've, we've, had, we've had like obviously Casino Royale being the Bond origin story, and I think this is very much yeah. like the Blofeld origin story. Um, I think it, isn't this part of like a two or three film arc? So we're going to see more of it. I mean, like it may be called Spectre because they okay. they've got the rights and you can use the so, title, and they don't have to do you know. Bother so with for fans of the more. Cinematronics podcasts who don't listen to this, and it's going out on their feed, let's give them a flavour of what we'll do, albeit differently, a little bit later on. Should we talk our way through the film a bit like we we would in okay, a normal but, review? But what, but what I. Um... I was trying to get to my second point, and it ties into what we were, we were saying is where, where, where it falls down, is the the love story. It just doesn't click at all, and and that and that is a huge. That is essentially going to be your film. That's the film is meant to be Bond falls in love again, and it it it's just it's, they tried, um, they tried to overcome it. They tried to overcome deficiencies in the script. But it's just not there, and it really isn't. And it. They tried to do it through acting and... performances. They they stop. <coughs> Sorry. See, you cough knows that. <laughs> I mean... Martini went down the wrong way, folks. <coughs> Seriously, that went completely wrong. Yeah, it is completely wrong. But the thing is, it's, it's it's literally how the film falls down. It re- it really because it is. <coughs> integral to that film that you're meant to believe that bomb falls in love and 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 i'm sorry but i just don't cover. buy it in 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 casino royale i buy it cover. i think we saw a very different, different, different film a couple more script rewrites I just, yeah i can hear you, can you hear me yeah you're right yeah i'm fine don't you think the script could have done with a couple oh more yeah films? definitely i mean frankly sure. They tried to cover, and, and, and they nearly did it, and, and I saw it more on second viewing. 
the script is not good enough in places. It's good enough in some places, mm. by the way. It's very well made, very well directed, very attractive, incredibly well acted, and we'll come back to Daniel Craig a bit later. Um, but he, you know, they they Bond at some point. We'll talk our way through the film a bit more sequentially in a minute. But Bond is tortured at one point. Um, fairly well done, very Bondian in it, in its sort of layout. Um, and she tells she tells him. She loves him. And I have not been so jarred since Wei Lin and Bond kissed in Tomorrow Never Dies. <laughs> that was when there was weird. no chemistry and you went, whoa, that's really weird, even though that's what you would expect. Yeah. And it was, was... really odd. But as soon as he got out of, of that chair and they've got to make a run for it because there's just been an explosion, um, he, he gives her a look and a little touch. And when they're on the train and just as they're about to have sex, he stops and they give each other a look. They try to sell with a few looks that she's really getting to him. And on paper, she should, because she's incredibly smart. She's very altruistic. She's worked for um, Doctors she's Without Borders. Um, yeah. And also, she's the daughter of an assassin. So she understands the assassin's life. but So she understands him. But he's still showing yeah. him a room. Even, even, even Blofeld should says really it. work. ASA do is an extremely beautiful woman, and also she 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 sells you that she's intelligent, unlike a Denise Richards or something. <laughs> this, this should really have worked, but it's a little bit undercooked yeah. in the script, I, I, to say the least. No, two of those scenes I sort of found a bit jarring. I mean, I think early when they're in the hotel American, she's like, "Oh, I'm not going to fall into your arms. You sit there and sit, you know, you sit there and look what and take the watch. That's what you're good at." And then on the train, after they, you know, she dispatches Mr. Hicks. He's like, right, what should we do now? Right, shag. Well, the then... thing, actually, the thing that no, I noticed in L'Americaine, she fell asleep in her clothes and woke up in a negligee. Yeah, how did that happen? That's what when you're with Bond, your clothes fall off. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, she might, she might have actually got up and had a piss about an hour earlier. You don't know. But I did notice it. I was like, that. Yeah, that, that was a big continuity error. I was like, hmm. But, well, they go um, from, like, her being like, no, get the fuck away I, I, from me. I want nothing to do with you. To like kind of begrudgingly coming yeah, along with him, yeah, acting pissy with do. him, get by, getting the, pissed. The bit where she, yeah, but the bit where she saves him from Hinks on the train, they go back and they're gonna go at it, but there's a definite deliberate pause. They're all yes. intelligent, these filmmakers and actors. Everyone involved with this this film will have known what they were doing. It wasn't like Casino Royale where they're at the clinic and he just takes her into the you know clinic and makes love to her. It's there was a definite pause, and I can only think that was deliberate. And I thought then, and I thought a little bit later when she got him out of the chair, that they were trying to sell it as this film's version of Majesties, where she saves him at the ice rink. Yeah. But it's not yeah. as well done. No, this is it. There are lots of, I think, majest- well, elements that were shown in the trailer that are built up to be like Majesties hitting those beats that didn't happen to me in the film. Yeah. Like but I mean, Rebecca. <laughs> You know, we talked. Chris has sort of told us a little bit about. <laughs> yeah, what I've, I've, I've ranted on this. Ranted about it. What do you think? What do, do you think, Becca? I got the impression at the outset you were the most enthusiastic after first viewing of the three of us. I think the first. Yeah, I think even on a set, even with a second viewing now, I still think that, like for example, you and I, Chris, I think we saw a different film, but that's perfectly fine. Um, well, you know, different levels of fandom yeah. and one thing or another. But I think um, I was lucky enough to attend the premiere. Um, and I think that had a lot to do with it as well because she's it was, been cheating you know, on us with another podcast. I, I was, I was. No, just, <laughs> just through a friend, we got um, just got lucky with the ballot. Really, um, I I was unlucky. My friend got two tickets, and that's the luck of the draw. Um, 
But um, yeah, obviously in the Royal Albert Hall, and we were sat like above the Royal Box, so kind of above royalty, so it was very posh. Um, on the IMAX screen, so I think that had a lot to do with the hype. It was all aboard the hype train. Um, but even on the second viewing, I I really I sort of enjoyed. It. Obviously, it's it's not a perfect film. Um, for me, it's not the best ever Bond film. Like a lot of reviews were just like best Bond ever. Um, for me, that's not the case. Um, I'm still struggling to rank it in terms of the Daniel Craig's. It's probably for me at the moment. It might go Skyfall, Spectre, then Casino Royale. But, and then quantum blows that's, my that's, mind. I don't, that's, that, that's, that's not that's not really fair. You know, I'm not saying. Yes, no. <laughs> well, no, I'm, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not that they might might change. Like I say, I'm, I'm hoping to try hey, and no, see no, it no, maybe towards the end of the week. Opinion. But... I don't necessarily want your opinion to change. It just blows my mind because I think this series has had two masterpieces. Well, this is it. I mean, like... I think Casino Royale is one of them. <laughs> I think yeah. I think Skyfall is an extraordinarily ambitious film, and they try to do something different. And when you think what the 40th anniversary was like. Jesus. I mean, Skyfall. I know Skyfall we talked about the DP5, but they tried to break some new ground with the film. So I've got full respect for Skyfall. I really have. Definitely. I see. But in terms of like the ranking, it, it might change. I mean, that's mm. as I say, saying Casino Royale. I don't. It's, it's not. It's not a bad film. Just because it might be number three on my list currently doesn't mean oh, I hate it. Rah, rah, rah. A lot yeah, that, that's of that's like, three oh. very good films. So yeah. yeah, I mean, Quantum will forever be last, and you know, unless the next film after Spectre is shite. Mm. Um, <laughs> Um, yeah, well, unless they just film Daniel Craig on the loo for a couple of hours, I still kind of like um, Quantum, but no, yeah. I don't dislike it either. But it's a no, no, no. I don't, I don't hate it. It's not worse it, than it's. It's got writer's strike written all over it, and we'll get to that when we get to the film. But Quantum was. I don't want to give it too hard a time because it was the best yeah. they could do. Given it's, a, it's, a good, it's a good action movie. It's not a great Bond movie, but it's a great action movie. I think and, it works better enough. than what people um, give it credit for. I think, and and uh, oh, I agree. Yeah. Oh, but, no, for sure. I mean, I'll, when we get to it, I'll tell you a story about like opening night and when I went to see it, because Ooh. frankly, it's I don't dislike Quantum of Solace, but it's the worst first viewing I've ever had of a Bond film. But oh, no. the, 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 the problem, problem with it is because it comes straight after um, Casino Royale, and you're like, and you, 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 no, the, the problem, no, no, the problem is once you get it on the, I don't, I really don't want to yeah, talk yeah. about it for too long, but once you get it on the bit up on the big screen. It is so difficult to fucking follow because it's insanely badly edited. Yeah, yeah. And when you're trying to follow it on a first viewing, it's difficult. What the hell's going on? No, I, I had my, my. I mean, he's passed away now, but I had my father with me, who wasn't really a Bond fan, but he really liked Casino Royale. So we went to see uh, Quantum with a few others. He had to close his eyes. He couldn't stand the action. It was just too whipping around. No, it's quite. And it's actually quite incompetently edited. So I, I don't think. I don't think they'll ever do that again. But there's a good film within it, and once you know the plot well, and, and watch it straight off Casino Royale, it, it's actually not that bad. Ooh, but Skyfall, uh, sorry, Spectre is by leaps and bounds better than it. I'd say. Definitely, yeah. So I don't, I don't you know, um, Quantum Solace is like not, I know he's like the worst of Daniel Craig lot, but it has its flaws, and yeah, editing is like one of them. But yeah, to come back to Spectre, I mean, I think. What really made me happy is the fact that obviously, okay, we'll just discuss it in a minute, but I have to say it now. Gun barrel yeah. at the start. Hell yeah. yeah. Though, I, I will Biggest say this. I was like, yeah, it's the best gun barrel uh, Craig has done as well. However, yeah, amazing. Definitely. However, we'll, we'll, however we'll I have a few little nibbles. <laughs> One, what's with that music at the start? Like, it's going to quite build up. I want silence. I want that anticipation to hear that. I actually no, quite like it. It's built into yeah, it quite I, nicely. I, I, it's, it's more of a personal preference. 
and also why what's the point mm. in just fading out and then having that like whether like live whatever or death that motto uh, the, dead or alive dead or that alive. kind of thing I, I would if prefer it, why, why, why can it just do tradition I don't need the white I don't need the white sort of retasol to shake around but I do like it to drop to a corner yeah. and open out but to be honest See, this is the thing. This that would be really cheesy for this me. This is part I of the reason again, I just like, oh, we get the DB5 every time. Part of the reason is Bond films are, I mean, if you think about the character, we, we joked about it in a previous episode, he's quite conservative. And I think it appeals to a lot of quite conservative people. And and I don't mean necessarily mean conservative voters. I just mean quite traditionalist people you go on a bond forum and mention 3d and see what reaction <laughs> you get you know it, i mean i'm not i think fans would revolt i am not suggesting for a second i want a bond film in 3d no what i'm saying is they are oh, so yeah. traditional they're traditionalist to a fault and part of the reason i mean I, i've watched nitpicking over the gun barrel over the last few days I've read complaints that the gun barrel itself is static, i.e. you don't get shimmering light across it. I've, I've read complaints that it's too fast. What the hell? I've read, I've read complaints that you can see him swinging the gun, and that's that's yeah. not good. But yeah, you, you uh, can you know, see the gun, you yeah. Just think, but, but... just think, you are just looking for a tick list. Watch the you bloody all, films. You know, I, these people... I, yeah, I, I agree with you, Dave. I actually agree with you. There's too so, much time on their hands. I, it, and that's why a film like Skyfall, as much as I don't love it as much as a lot of the general public, is important because it has to slowly and subtly move on. I don't know. I, I, I do realise I do sound like uh, a, a traditionalist who keeps going like, no, it must do this, it must do this, but... Yeah, no, but I've complained about the but, last couple uh, of gun barrels. I, you know, they're, they're, I, but, but my checklist is you. quite small, you know, and it's like, you, you, you're like, the gun barrel for me this time was a shade too yeah. quick. It, it was quite all. fast, yeah. I that's think Daniel Craig in general. Yeah, the, the, I mean, the uh, but even the CG blood, I think that's all we're going to get. That's what we're going to get now. Well, we're doing real blood just CG down blood. on the screen. Yeah. <laughs> no, but compared to yeah, what we yeah, had definitely. in the first. Compared to a bullet down but, the barrel, like in Dennis Day. If you compare it to, say, I love the gun barrel in Casino Royale, by the way, but if you look at the blood mm -hmm. as it drips down in that one. What we got in this film yeah. was a lot better. I, I'm, I'm perfectly my, if that's how gun barrels are from I'm, now yeah, on. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm perfectly happy with the gun barrel. I'll, I, I, I'll, 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 I'll be honest. Oh, what's wrong but, with it? You know? I was really excited but, as well. Own, I think if, if, if it hadn't it's been done it a favour. Sorry. Yeah, I mean, it should never ever, with the, the exception of Casino Royale and arguably Quantum, it should never have been moved away yeah. from the start. If, no, I think if, God, it, if it wasn't at the start, it would annoy a lot of people. Absence makes the heart grow fonder. It just we took it so much for granted. Now it's back there, aren't we? All I know, so and 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 I'll be honest, I I am, and I'm I'm happy to see it. Uh, I mean, I'm still annoyed because it it kind of it leads to kind of like inconsistency. It's like, well, there's no reason for it not to be in Quantum. There's no reason for it, for it not to be in, in uh, Skyfall. And it's like, so I'm just like, well, why isn't it there? Skyfall, yeah. it bothers me. Uh, how? Yeah, that seems a bit silly. Quantum, as much as I think they're going over all old ground, because the whole point of yeah, yeah. the name's Bond, James yeah, yeah, Bond, yeah. at the Definitely. end of Casino Royale was and, he's and, now and, Bond. And, and, and I will say, it, no, it has to. It's no reason why it shouldn't be at the the front of the film rather than the back. Yeah, I completely agree. 
fine, but I mean, the fact is, having said that, I quite like the way Quantum yeah. starts. But you know, but then that that that, um, that, you know, that circle could drop down. You can go to like the, the that that kind of like lake ocean as it drifting across. You know, you can easily yeah. picture it. Um, but yeah, I was going to say the only other, and I am I am nitpicking, but. The only thing he's going to say about it goes up to that uh, motto, I forget, I forget what it is. I just thought, well, is there really a point to that? It could easily just drop to the face of the skull on the uh, Dave Depp parade, just as easily. I actually think it. I actually think it seemed seemed desperately like a, a, a art film. Yeah, and and that's and that's the problem. It's like Sam Mendes, like no, no, I'm, I, and 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 and, and I'm, it is I'm, I'm, one of my issues that I have watching this and watching mm. Skyfall. I just think Sam Mendes thinks he's above this. I don't think he thinks. I don't think he thinks he's above it. I, I don't think he would do it otherwise. But I think he has to put the odd touch in that it's, reminds us we're it, watching serious cinema. It's just cinema. like um, I'm gonna put in. It's the it's the Nolan effect, and I like Christopher Nolan films. However, it. I love Christopher Nolan, but I think he's yeah, a bit self indulgent. And, and I yeah, and I think I it's the similar sort of thing. I. Watching this as a Bond fan, I cannot un- understand what Batman fans uh, feel watching Dark Knight Rises. It's like, yes, there's good stuff in there, but you're getting so much wrong. You and Tony Black between you gave two two examples. One I thought, no offence, Tony, I thought one wasn't so good and I thought one was excellent. Tony referenced Into Darkness, which I think is a bad uh, reference. I see what yeah. he's trying to say. And you yeah, actually I, mentioned I it in the podcast, well. but I actually think Into Darkness is flat out shit. Whereas I don't think this well, is. Uh, by the way, to anyone listening, because uh, there's a lot of Cumberbatch fans out there, he is not a problem with Into Darkness. I think Benedict Cumberbatch he, is actually terrific miscast. in that film. Hugely. Well, yeah, but he does very, very well in the. Yeah, part. he does really well. He I mean, he's, 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 he's a good baddie, he's but the character he's playing isn't Khan. Well, no, it isn't. But okay, he's yeah, yeah, not yeah. the problem. The example you gave was The Dark Knight Rises. Now, I'm a Batman fan too, and I went to see The Dark Knight Rises, and I walked out fucking Mm. furious. Now, I wasn't spitting feathers. I mean, I was in a good mood and all the rest of it. But, you know, once you get to the car park and you're, what did you think? The people I was with were really happy with it. And I wasn't, and I think a lot of it was. Partly I had, I think like a lot of people, you have, once you start getting into sequels, you have an idea in your head of what it should mm-hmm. be. And I think that wasn't the Batman story I wanted. I mean, Batman Forever is a shit film, but the, the concept of I'll be Batman forever is kind of relevant. You don't give up and quit for eight years. But the fact is, you know, Christopher Nolan went and made a two-hour, 40-minute film that was self-indulgent, desperately needed a trim was very full of its own importance and that's what happens to filmmakers when they're too successful you you need i'm all for director freedom but you need a bit of tension with the studio you need a little bit of compromise if you if you just let a director do whatever they want you get what what's happened with tarantino oh yeah yeah in that i really love tarantino but most of his films could lose half an hour no problem i i I agree with that and I felt that about this film. This film should not have been the longest yeah. Bond film. It should be two right. hours. And I don't, I it should be two hours. Film. But I don't, I don't actually mean cut any scenes. I really don't. I'm quite happy with every scene that was in the film. But yep. certainly more on first viewing, I was thinking, you could trim that there. You could trim that there. You could trim that there. It, it shouldn't have topped two I, don't know. I think it was. I think it should have focused more on Spectre and less faffing around with M, uh, trying to 
fight or flight the the nine eyes program it just that, that all, all those uh, that, that, that kind of story arc felt flat for me i do think that's duplication because skyfall was all like I, i'm going to expand when we mm-hmm. get to the skyfall theme i'm not a film student i'm not going to sit and talk about films having rich themes all the time but skyfall definitely did and one of the themes of skyfall was relevance yeah now and it's it's where the film the last great moment of the film is M, Judy Dench's M, arguing for the future of the double O program because we have to live in the shadows. So we already had a film of Mallory being the one arguing that you don't need the double O section anymore and being convinced by the end of the film that it's totally relevant and therefore we've got Bond and we're ready to go. And then we go straight into a second film of we're going to shut you down, you're archaic. I wish I, I don't think the film needed that. Only other, the only way it was even remotely relevant was getting a spectre acolyte at the heart of British government. Yeah. That was the only point to it. The, the whole relevance of MI6 bit, I thought, was totally not needed. No, yeah, they probably could have shaved that off a little bit somewhere, but I think in terms of it being like the longest bond, um, every, every kind of scene like flowed neatly from you know one to the next it didn't i don't think here and there sort of thing. i don't think it's ridiculously too long by any means and it's not like tarantino i watched django unchained and i think we'll just take that yeah. 20 minutes out yeah it's a very specific yeah, yeah. 20 minutes like the mid section yeah i know it's 20 minutes I don't think, yeah I don't it's too many characters film, you think it's... i don't think this film has that problem at all. no I, I wouldn't say it's bad as a dark knight rises a little bit of a trim where you think that shot's running a bit long that shot's shot's running a bit long that's all. I don't think it's major, but I do think that with a bit more discipline in the edit, you could have got that film down by probably about a quarter of an hour. One thing I will say about the Day of the Dead scene, though, we didn't see enough of it. <laughs> I think I've seen more of it more in the um, in the press, you know, in the TV shop, TV programs, and magazines and stuff, than actually yeah. on the film. But that's yeah. a wonderful shot. I mean, yeah, it's, no, it's a really good shot, and I, I think I thought it was a terrific yeah. opening sequence. Look, amazing! It's, 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 it's one of the best parts of the film. References. I mean, what, what really, I mean, what I was really impressed by, what in awe by, was not necessarily by that uh, long sequence it starts with, which was really good, but um, yeah, it's kind of but it's a bit where it breaks into the chase and he, and, and, and Bond's chasing uh, is the the I forget his name. Yes, yeah, yeah, and. Um, and and you see the scope of the whole yeah. thing. You're in the big square of all of all the people, and you it's think, massive, "Fucking isn't it? hell, really that looks scale. amazing!" It's like, I mean, there's, yeah. the, the CGI around the, the scene was a little bit weak, but the rest uh, of it the was only like, the only bit of the fun. CG. I, I mean, when they were hanging on the outside of the helicopter, the close-in shots did look a little bit blue screen. Yeah, there's one shot, and I noticed it on both viewings as the helicopter's turning, and it's a mid shot. It's not close in. Uh, and Bond and Skiara are fighting on the outside. There's digital face replacement. Yeah, you can see obviously. And I can actually mask. see um, the face shaking around a little bit on Daniel Craig because it's the stuntman. And I've not seen that since Titanic, where um, Leo and um, Kate Winslet are running down the corridor and their faces are shaking around on their heads because we were in the early days of CG. But the fact is, they will have had a lot of effects to do in this film. One thing I will say in in praise of this film is it's quite action heavy, but I'm always 
I said at the outset of this podcast, or I certainly said before we started recording, it's got a feeling of a sort of a bit of a greatest hits Bond film in a lot of ways. But I've often said about Brosnan that I think he's like a greatest hits Bond. But when you look at the Brosnan era, you can almost like you're looking at your watch waiting for the next action sequence because it's paint by numbers. It's right time for another action sequence. And I very rarely in this film felt any of the action was particularly contrived. No, it all felt very natural, didn't it? I think. I yeah. thought so. Though, I think even you said earlier about like Bond by committee. I mean, you've got right. So Jazz Butterworth, Return of Neil Purvis and Robert Wade. Um, you know, you've got so many different writers on this yeah, film. John I think Logan that's why did. Logan did the first draft. Yeah, John Logan as well. I think had yeah. it just been him again, it would have been very. I, I love him as a screenwriter. I mean, I will research this more when we get to the home release and there's commentaries and all the rest of it. But my understanding is they, they put a lot of faith in John Logan and he turned in a very poor first draft. And, that's why uh, they got um, that's why they got Ferguson way back again. You can tell yeah. I, I can tell I can feel the influence. So you mentioned the, the Brosnan movies, obviously they're in you know the majority of them. Um and that's why this film was a lot lighter in tone, it's a lot funnier. And as I say, it kind but of again, it hits, it, those, it, hits it, those beats, but it, it doesn't feel as predictable. Yeah, the thing I do want to say though is and and Daniel Craig actually said this in an interview recently which surprised me. I don't want to put words in his mouth because I can't remember the exact quote, but the way I interpreted what he said was that some of the humour in Skyfall was very self-conscious in that they sat at the outset and went, we need to get more humour in this. And I've said this in previous reviews that I, I, I just think, and in commentaries and stuff, that I think, come up with a quip if you can think of a good one. If you can't, don't bother. And... I mean, the the bit in Skyfall, it's not a bad line, and I think I laughed at the time, but the bit where he ran after the tube and he jumped on it and that couple said, he's in a hurry to get home. <laughs> bit well, random, wasn't it? I did laugh at it, but it felt really forced in what's quite a sombre film. <laughs> but yeah. but whereas... you have, did you have the, uh, that gag where he's like, open the door, and he goes in, like, health and safety, and he just walks out, you know, so you're that... Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, and again, where he lands the carriage, just changing carriages. Yeah. You know, I'm not saying it all falls flat, but I'm but saying there are occasions it, where I can see that they've thought about it. We've got to put it, a line there. Whereas in this film, I actually thought the humour was generally really quite organic. What, yeah, I would what agree. What's good about Daniel Craig when it, when it comes to his kind of quips and his kind of humour is that he's so dry mm. that he kind of makes... Um, he, he kind of makes like lines that lines funny that aren't necessarily funny on on paper, like yeah. As much as I love Dalton, but it's the opposite, isn't it? Dalton, like yeah, he, he can actually he can actually yeah, find like yeah. a, a, like make funny uh, just out of reaction. Well, that all sounds. But, but well, so there's a scene when he's in Limerican with a little mouse, and he's like, "Who? What's your name? Yeah. What are you working for?" That, yeah, the, the second time I saw it, that got a huge laugh. Yeah, it's it's great, and and you know, and that all sounds terrific or marvellous or whatever he said mm. really delivered well can we just talk about Daniel yeah, Craig sure. for a minute I think no. <laughs> yeah, I... right thanks okay no, let's not bother <laughs> no, let's so do Roger it. Let's Moore <laughs> I actually think now that there are Bond films where the Bond actor has been called upon to do more in as much as when you look at the end of Casino Royale and he's desperately sobbing over Vesper and all the rest of it and he's poisoned but I just think I have rarely seen since Pete Connery such a confident, swaggering performance. 
And I because we've just we've only seen it on the big screen. None of us have seen it on our own home TVs, no matter how big. That those points are made in the intro episodes about a film star. I mean, my God, I just thought this was. If I was sat, I, I may not know where to rank the film, but if I was ranking Bond performances, I think we've seen one of the great ones. I I personally think I'd like to hark back to what we've always said, but I think so, um, his performance as Cinderella is better. It'll always be his best as Bond for me. I think it's a better film, but I just yeah. Think I mean, he's it's, he's, so he's he's more confident and he, and he just wears it like a really good suit. You know what I mean? I'm not. I I can't knock any of his performances. He's been great in all yeah. of it, but I, I just mean, think. In this film, I could what, barely what take I have my noticed. eyes on it. And it was such a rounded performance because mm. there is more humour in this film. But at no point did it feel like Brosnan or more, where it's kind yeah. of forced. I, I think where it does, it's more on the writing rather than him. Um, but uh, I, I've noticed he had done, kind of has the Craig Bond stance now. I think he had it in Skyfall. And he has it in here, where he kind of like stands like legs apart with like one hand in his pocket. And it's like... Yeah. You, yeah, yeah, you, yeah, like you swagger, found your it? thing. Um, but even the gun in the gun yeah. barrel, I know some twats have complained about it. There's something <laughs> oh, I've, about I've heard him people complain about tat. Dalton's like, wh- 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 how far apart his legs are. In the thing. <laughs> you know, oh, you know, he's like, oh. But the fact is, right, whether you think it's appropriate or not, there's a swagger in his gun barrel. It's kind of similar to the Skyforce gun barrel, but it's a little bit less robotic. The stance at the end is very similar. In fact, it's pretty much the same. But there's something as he walks on and you can see the gun and you think, this is a guy who doesn't give a shit, you know? And and there's a bit where Q finds him at the health... Well, it's not even a health farm, is it? It's mm. a medical centre. Medical clinic, yeah. But it's got a bar in it, so I've got, yeah, I'm a bit confused by what that place was. But anyway, <laughs> Q goes to say something to him and the writing for almost any other Bond would have been a much longer exchange and he's just said, get to the point. When he meets um, Blofeld in the um, wreck of the old MI6 building at the end, it lends itself to like five or ten minutes of verbal sparring. And Craig Bond just says, why are we here? Why am I here? It's so no nonsense. It's so to the point. But it's not at the expense of humor and charm. And the whole idea that Bond is this, Craig's Bond is this taciturn, humorless, over serious guy, I don't see it. We've just actually seen quite a traditional Bond film, I think. Yes, it's one of the funniest Bond, well, the funniest of the Craig series, I think. And that's because we've got Purvis and Wade back again. But the humor um, lands as well. It, yeah, mean, exactly. Purvis and Wade wrote Tomorrow Never Dies, and it's not very good. And I, I'm not it, 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 yeah, it because a lot of it, it, you know, the writers are at the Chris knows this. Writers are at the bottom of the food chain. Sure. It gets rewritten on set. People say different things than what's in the script. I'm not actually blaming them. No, not what I'm saying is, if a lot of really shit Brosnan quips were written by the same team, exactly. So I don't know it. what's happened in recent years that. This script, this film has some problems, but most of the humour lands. None of it makes you groan. No, there's no cringeworthy sort of. Do you agree with yeah. that, Chris? By no, the way, it's a lot more. It's 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 not. It's less cheesy. I mean, it's more like cleverly done. You know, um, Quite dry. like one of my favorite one of my favorite um, jokes in this, and they actually repeat it, and you know, it still kind of works. Is the kind of like use of the word see. Yeah, it's like, yeah. uh, oh, no. oh, 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 call me Matt. I'll call you C. 
See, yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. I need to send this like, oh, like, yeah. oh we, we only work. We and then Mally has, has a repeat of it. Both audiences I've watched it with have really laughed after M says, well, we yeah. know what C stands for. Yeah. I got the biggest laugh in both, both my screenings. I got both the absolute biggest yeah. laugh. Absolutely. It doesn't mean careless. Mm. <laughs> uh. Anyway, so yeah, after the Day of the Dead, we've got the barrel the barrel roll um, helicopter. Um, I'm, tr- I'm trying to move this on. Okay, what do we think? <laughs> okay, now, now we've seen the film twice now. What do we think of the yeah. Sam Smith song in context of the film and the title sequence? Can I, um, can yeah, I go yeah, first? Go. Yes, you can. Absolutely. Um, um, before you do start, reminding reminding listeners, you are a Sam Smith fan. I was just about to say, I am a fan. Um, I think it, it does have to be seen in context. Um, that when I was listening to the song, the first time I thought, oh, this is amazing, or, and then on repeated listenings, I was kind of like, mm, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I'm good, you know, oh my um, god, Chris and Dave are right. Well, I can't. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, this is it. But then you see it in context because I, I was sort of thinking about it, and you can see it from the point of from the point of Bond, but you can also see it from the point of Blofeld in a bizarre, twisted way, which is very strange. And a lot of people won't agree with me on that, which is fine. Um, I just I think uh, the lyrics are too well. Listen, sorry, during the, particularly during the falsetto bits. Funnily enough, if you can divine what he's saying, the lyrics are really good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, which I have now. I've kind of figured out. I mean, out it's what he's basically saying, like a love song, really. It's like one about. Uh... It's Bond sing- It's effectively Bond singing yeah. to Madeline, I think. It, yes, it's his love, love song to Madeline. But what, um, what I can do if I can just um, <laughs> if I can just recommend um, an, another podcast and another sort of group. There's um there's a really great Bond tribute band called Q the Music. It's the letter Q, the music, the London show band. Um, they're on Facebook. Look them up. Um, and their um their lead singer Kerry is is amazing. Um, well, a lead female singer. Um, and she does an absolute fantastic cover. Um, a lot of people. Roger Moore. A woman. Wait, they got a little amazing and female singer. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, Carrie is amazing, um, and a lot of people who didn't like Sam Smith argued that oh, she had been sung by a woman. This is the definitive version you to hear. It's I'm a Sam Smith fan, and her uh, version. I is tend better. to prefer. Um, I tend to prefer. You know, if I was writing, like, give me. Funny enough, during the Brosnan era, um, they asked. I think it was Michael Abdel. It was one of the directors from that era about the ability to make the best Bond film. And he said, well, the problem is the Bond films, the best Bond film is a collection of different bits in people's heads. Well, they've got less formulaic in recent years, so I don't quite agree with that. But the fact is, if you said to me, lay out your template of your perfect Bond film, the theme song would be sung by a woman. There's absolutely no doubt in my it's, mind. It's more common that it's a but song by a woman. I think I think that's what we're kind of used to. I have to say... I think if you look at the actual sequence, the title sequence, they're trying to use the themes of ink and fire. Um, Octopuses. It's one of the weaker clients. Yeah, octopi everywhere. If I were to liken it eyes. to another, if I were to liken yeah, that's it another dead giveaway, isn't it? Nine eyes. Think, oh, hang on, this whole nine eyes thing might be part of Spectre. It's, it's, it's the most... If I yeah, was, sexual, you know, I if I was to liken it to another opening sequence from Daniel Kleinman's era, it's a little bit like The World's Not Enough. Yeah, it is. Um, it's not as good as GoldenEye. It's not as good as Casino Royale or Skyfall. Casino Royale, I think, is the best of the it, bunch. So um, 
Yeah, that and Skyfall, I think, are probably his best too. Goldeneye, I think, was fantastic. It's just starting to date a little now. Yeah, it's very uh, kind of sneaky just a little, and sexy. Just yeah. a little, but yeah, it's, it is very good. Very 90s. But, um, but, I mean, Dying of the Day is not very good. I don't think Tomorrow Never Dies is very good. And mm. then the rest sit in the middle, and I think it's with that. And as much as I joke that Daniel Kleiman probably listened to the theme and went, I don't know what to do with this. Oh. I think there's some of that to it because there's very little. If you listen to someone like Skyfall, it's not a fast song, but it's got forward momentum to it. And as a result, so does the title sequence. And this lacks that a little bit. They, they're kind, it's kind of just there. But I have to say the song's grown on me a lot. I you kind can't of, argue that it's... it's I kind it's of like of... it now. Yeah, it's the, the title sequence is, is very beautiful to look at as well, and it's very full of it's, it's loaded. It's full of meaning as well. I mean, it's like if if you go into this and you, you didn't know, um, you know, the Blofeld would be returning, for example, the bit where you see him like seated at the desk and the octopus is just like unfurling behind him. If that doesn't tell you, was, oh, was, was anyone else sort of nerved by like a, a naked Daniel Craig just like in the opening part of it? It, it, it just felt it just felt a little bit. I kind of just a little bit too much. I did expect him to say something like "call mantle" <laughs> and then an 09 number to come up at the bottom. <laughs> That's just it. Like, I, I mean, Daniel, okay. Like I know why I've pissed him on about it, and I, I actually don't mind the Bond actors in the opening sequences, but it it does I, grind I, I your gears a bit. Chris. Well, yeah, I mean, look, I know I've pissed him on about the Sam Smith song, and I'll be honest with you, I didn't mind it watching it. I was very content with it. It's not my favourite. It'll never be my favourite. Uh, li- no, li- it's like Charlie, the, first, the falsetto bits, the bits that sticks in my head. Yeah, they, they really do. I mean, as I say, I'm a Sam Smith fan. The falsetto bits, I love it. I, you know, I love his music. Um, and lyrically, he's, he's a very, you know, very, very um, enlightening <laughs> songwriter. But yeah, for, for me, the falsetto pieces. And I'll tell, like, tell you what I would say about it is we talked and we talked about it on the black. We must mention, well, actually, I'll quickly mention it now. Tomorrow night, we're on the Pick a Flick podcast. And um, it's it's a Bond special. They, they go check them out. They they're they're kind of they're the reinvention of the Black Hole Cinema podcast. Uh, but pick a flick. We're on it tomorrow night. Well, we talk about but, the same um... shit over again. <laughs> yeah, we do. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> we, yeah. This this, this podcast is basically again, a warm up for their podcast, really. <laughs> yeah, it is. No, actually, the very fact that we just it. yeah, I can't remember what I was going to say about it now. Sorry. <laughs> It doesn't matter. Like, no. <laughs> doesn't matter. Carry okay. on. We'll come but back. But I will say this: I am kind of. Well, I did actually the the title sequence. I did like it parts. Like I like the idea of hot buses and wrapping around guns and uh, and and. and... Anything I didn't like was like the bit where it's wrapped around like naked women. I did just. I just. It looked a bit. It, it just creeped it, me out it, a little. Bit. I mean, I get the idea. It's meant to be gross looking. I don't get the impression naked women bother you on these things because. <laughs> well, no, I just think you, it's. Just because, I mean, Becca, joking aside, you wouldn't be a bonfire <laughs> if that bothered you because it's in almost every sequence. <laughs> oh no, it's just that I'm. I'm oh, so what was that? Of, Never like, mind. Um, the... <laughs> <laughs> Too late. This is really weird, but it reminded me of um, Mighty Boosh and I sang about eels, and I just think, oh, you know, eels have been digested. It's just like, peculiar, oh especially with like. I did think you were struggling for a theme, whereas Skyfall, the theme was so obvious that he came up with a really cohesive 
opening sequence and really, no, I just I, I disagree. I think that there is an obvious obvious theme in in the Spectre Woods. Also, you've got like the tentacles just they're it they're literally in everything, every single. Yes, but what I'm saying is that when you listen to Skyfall, not only is there actually yeah. Yes, there is a theme in both, but with Skyfall, because the song's got a bit more forward momentum, it's e- it almost pushes the opening titles along. Oh, I see what you mean, Whereas yeah. these just hang a little bit. Yeah, they're quite slow, quite gradual. It's a very slow burn. But having said that, I kind of like the song now. Oh, yes, sorry, I know what I was going to say now. When we were on the Black Hole Cinema podcast a few weeks ago, I talked about the Shirley Bassey song, No Good About Goodbye which was very nearly on the uh, Quantum, um, Solace. Quantum Solace. As now, I was sat raving about it, and I said, we all love it, and then Chris like turned around and went, well, I didn't. And I was like, okay, well, that's just embarrassed me. Sorry. Thank you, <laughs> just call me C. I'm only... Yeah, no, no, it's cool. The fact is, no, the fact is, though, a lot of what got me about that song was the lyrics were perfect for where Bond was emotionally at that point in the film how long am i going to feel like this effectively how long does do hearts stay broken forget whether you like the song or not the lyrics are wonderful if you just went this is if you read the script to quantum of solace and someone just handed you those lyrics you'd say perfect and there was something about the lyrics to this song more than the song itself that i thought was perfect do you miss david arnold think uh, funnily enough, um, Charlie, if you're listening, I, I owe you a debt, Charlie Brigden, because he wrote an article the other day. Because I, I said, a f- I said like a few minutes ago that Bond fans are quite conservative, yeah. and as much as I try not to be that way, the fact is we've accumulated now 25 films if you count Never Say Never Again, um, and you do start looking for certain things. Well, the thing is, though, like we David we've... Arnold, David Arnold was a by proxy. John Barry, and that that cinematic comfort food to us. And when Thomas Newman came along with the Skyfall score, which I could barely remember after I left the cinema, I was really disappointed because Bond films are quite Bond scores tend to be quite showy and obvious and memorable. But I have to say, I absolutely adored his score to this film. Yeah, I would agree. I, mean, I would like to hear. Uh, it was really percussive, again, but... and I, I, I talk about this a lot because, t- to me, cinema is all about feel, and, and it just had a forward momentum to it. It was really percussive. I really, really like this score. One thing that annoys me, though, there are a lot of... Well, answer your, he, sorry, Beck, the... sorry oh, so, Becca, no, I'm no. going to interrupt because I want Chris to answer his own question. I completely yeah, forgot my own it. question. <laughs> you do you miss David Arnold? Oh, yeah, I, I, yeah, I mean, I kind of do. I mean... I get what you're saying. Do you know what will cure you of that? Go and watch Tomorrow Never Dies again. Oh. Yeah, the, the thing is, though, I, I, I think I will still enjoy score. Tomorrow Never Dies. I'm not talking about the film. I'm talking about the score. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Bond it's very drum and bass heavy, that score. Bond theme's unleashed every five seconds. <laughs> and, it, and it's a really basic score. To be fair, that's, totally, his, that's his look first at me, I stab at it, like so you might have got a little bit excited by it. He got, but he got way yeah. better actually, and I do think his casino. World enough score is amazing. Awesome. Sorry, what did you say? The, the world is not enough score is amazing. The boat chase. I like his score. Oh my god, that I love it. Well. Yeah, I'd agree with that. But Charlie wrote an article, and uh, Charlie, if you are listening or you hear this before you come on the show, 
do bring this up with us because we're going to talk largely in your first episode with us about John Barry, uh, because John Barry did all the scores from the era we've covered. Um, but he wrote an article very recently uh, about um, on films on wax about embracing change really and sorry charlie if i've misrepresented what you were trying to say there but it was the fact that everybody every time somebody deviates from effectively john barry the fan base are up in arms because they want cinematic comfort food they want the bond they want it to be similar yeah. but different like everybody wants from sequels and thomas newman and i'm i fall into this camp his Skyforce score I found ridiculously under impressive. I just I couldn't remember any of it when I left. But this score, at many times during it, I was like, I like this. I really like this. You can remember it after it leaves the, after you leave the cinema as this well. This series cannot make remake Goldfinger forever. It, it's got to change. And yes, you can have the gun barrel, and yes, he can ask for a martini. Though how much that makes a film good, I don't know. Um, and yes, he can do all of these tick boxes you want, or not you, but anybody wants. But the fact is, like Skyfall Inspector, are very different films, but they yeah. feel they feel part of the same series. Uh, and it's a bit like all the Marvel films. I know they're different characters, so it's easier. But they all feel different, but they all well, they feel, feel the same. The same. Like with Skyforce, but not necessarily Quantum and Casino Royale, but they were made by the same director, so they will have a similar theme. Yes, but they are very tonally different. Yeah, I, 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 um, I, I think, I mean, I'll admit, I am kind of still, because even you have said Casino Royale is a masterpiece, and I think, I, I, I just still think, no, you, you're not following, you've kind of just gone back to being Brosnan again now. The, with the Cray films, I, yeah, and I thought about it's that. It's like I, you think about the, the. I'll answer that. You think about you, you think about yeah, the fight about sequences. Too. You know what? What really made me go fucking yeah with Craig uh, with Casino Royale was when when he fights, you fucking feel it. Like you know, the, he has a yeah, he has a fight. He has a fight, has a, has a fight you with. Did not feel his fight. He got his ass handed to him by Mr. Hinks on yeah, that train. Okay, yeah, okay, yeah. He did, and I, and, and I will admit that is a fucking great fight sequences. And in fact, however, Skyfall has the worst however, fight. Right, that fight, that fight scene he has with those two guys on the stairwell. Right at the end of it, he's literally like, like sort of stitching up his blood from, from like off his face in the mirror. And I can, I and thinking about this and probably Skyfall, I can't really remember him. Like without any really scratches from any fights at all, really. No, even that bit in like a quantum where he's fighting with the geologist. But even like, quantum, he's, he's... he still getting, like, he still gets cut. No, when he fights, like, yeah. he's cut to fight. But yeah, in quantum, it is, he is. But in, yeah. in Skyfall and Spectre, he's like he, he gets he gets out crystal clean. I'm like, hang on, where's that gone? All right, he's not cut by Hinks, but he definitely looks yeah, but up. yeah. Yeah, yeah, he's, but, yeah he's but he's got some broken ribs. Tunic scenes, fucking uh, <laughs> Madeline Swan, yeah. without, without yeah, a single scratch. It's just like, um, that's what he does. Know, I, yeah. I know, I know, it's not quite Brosnan, but let's face it, I do miss that element. Yeah, I was thinking about that, and I, and I actually, I was almost anticipating you saying that. Okay, um, I'm that predictable. <laughs> not because I don't, I, I don't mean, I, I, I don't mean that from any sense of predictability, but I was just like. What would be my complaint about this film if I don't if I didn't like it? 
and and I was thinking of that, and and I think the difference is, Brosnan was a greatest hits Bond. This is a greatest hits Bond film, and there's a difference. Yeah. There is a greater He's talent a better Bond, here. So. I mean, the, the most obvious, yeah, the most obvious comparison is Tomorrow Never Dies, because Tomorrow Never Dies is a little bit paint by numbers, and it's got this Bond that's trying to be all things to all people. But the difference is, it's directed by Roger Spottiswood. Go and look up his filmography. <laughs> Go and look up what he's done. It wasn't... A, well, do it... I, I tell you what, Rebecca can go to uh, imdb.com forward slash. imdb.com forward slash Robert Spottiswood. Well, yeah, you, you've just that's, the, that's the main problem with the Boston area is the directors say... I mean, bar Martin Campbell, like, they're... Well, I don't know. Mike, Mike, Rod, yeah, Michael well, Apted, for... Michael Apted had a pretty good. Yeah, but we, we, yeah, 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 but when you think, when you think, I know oh, who's going to make good. like a Bond franchise. I mean, the problem with uh, the Brosnan area, I think, particularly with Michael Apted, that he was basically hired as a yes man for the producers, really. So you can, and that's okay. evident in in the product right. of the film. I'm going to read three titles, almost at random. Okay. I've just focused on IMDb.com. Okay. Yeah, on IMDb.com forward okay. slash name forward slash NM double O. Anyway, carry on. Right. Tomorrow Never Dies. Right. Before that, Stop or My Mum Will Shoot. Oh, no. Air America, Turner and Hooch. Turner and Hooch. Now, I classic. quite like Turner and Hooch. I love Stop or My Mum Will Shoot. Scream... Is that a Spice <laughs> Lane movie? It is. With Estelle Getty. But the point is... Uh, I'm, I'm kidding, the it's filmography terrible. Of him. The filmography of Sam Mendes includes American Beauty. You know, the, the talent level has gone up yeah, a little yeah. bit. Um, to say the least. And this film, yes, it evokes a lot of previous Bond. It's not too nudging and winking, though. And it tells a pretty good know, story. I think it is quite nudging and winking in its own way. It is in places, but genuinely... I think this is a very well made, very high quality film. So Skyfall. What will stop it what will stop it being top five, for example, for me, is it doesn't break any new ground. What will actually it doesn't it, it, it re it recalls what, a lot of previous what films. I think okay, I mean I, I will agree with you, though I think those that kind of complaints bother me less. What Bothers mm. me is just as I said before. It's just the, the the laziness of the of the script writing and the. I never thought the film was lazy. I, I generally I thought it, it, the, I, like the last half is well, the last third was. at least. No, I thought it was made a little bit made. The DB five. Yeah, and I think no, it but... was. It required a couple more drafts. I mean, the thing is, when the leaks happened, a lot of reaction was, "Well, all films go through this." And they're right that you can't look at films going, well, that bit's not very yeah. good and think, well, it's going to be a disaster because the Bourne films were pretty much written on set. But when I think back to the leaks and what was said, some of it has come out in the final film because a lot of the leaks was the first half of this film is terrific. In fact, some of the best we ever see. And in fact, I needed to... Um, I needed to go and take like a bathroom break about like an hour and a half into this film. And I was walking out and I suddenly realized there was a grin on my face and it, it, it had been on my face through the entire film. I was just sat with a grin. So they're yeah. absolutely right. But they said the last one and the other complaint, I think it was Amy Pascal said what the fit, the script 
doesn't sell it. What what is it yeah. about this girl being Madeline? Yeah. And the script never answers that. And, no, what, and why to is me, she that so is key. If you get she's that, not. is key to the film, and it it. But she's but she works on paper. That's the problem. If you had to like. If you read, she, like, if somebody, she might if somebody work as a character, a character as, as like, okay, her, you'd go perfect it, for James she, Bond. It might work as a character, but you need to do more than just like show a character. You need to give me, yeah, you need to let these characters live and actually fall in love. Mm. The the script and doesn't let them do it. And when she says, "I love you," that would you agree, Becca, as probably the person who liked this the most of the three of us on first viewing? Although I'm coming more in your direction than Chris's. Um, when when she says to him, I love you, during the torture, did that jar with you slightly? Um, I was just reeling from the torture scene, really. Um, but it was... Where did that come from? I love you? Yeah, that was like, what? Yeah. Just really randomly out there. I mean, I, I, I do like the character of Madeline. I think this... Oh, it, it really annoys me, this this film just underuses its, its female characters. Estrella, Stephanie Sigman, she's amazing. Um, Stephanie Sigmund is just pre-title. I'm not too worried about no, that. No, you, you don't know her name. She's on it for two seconds. Just... I'm not worried. I don't care about that. That's pre-title. The pre-title no, is it. often kind no. of throwaway. It also... bothered me with Monica Bellucci, but I was thinking about it driving home. Maybe if Monica Bellucci wasn't Monica Bellucci, she wasn't a name actress, would it bother me? If, no, this is it. She, she's, if, she's, if that she's character... Had just been played by attractive late forties, early fifties Italian woman. <laughs> Generic. It, it probably wouldn't have bothered us. Yeah, it just feels like a waste. Monica Bellucci yeah. should have been a Bond girl in the nineties. We'll talk about that when we get there. So there's been a long build up to this, and because she's a name, she's been in all the promotional stuff. But and you, yet you she's got about minutes of screen time. No, that's it. But I think it's because obviously she's the world's. She's one of the most beautiful women in the world, but. I think in Italy she's not Jesus taken that Christ. seriously on the she's on the like acting 51 front. Fifty-one year old, she really is. Yeah, so, and she's she's like the she's also the oldest as well. She's a couple years older than Daniel Craig, but it's like. But I think Madeline's one. I think she's she's the most rounded, obviously, out of all of them for obvious reasons. Um, but yeah, I, I kind of I, I, I do I do find the love story like believable, but when it should have worked. Because yeah, even when, when she says I love you, I was like, well, that's a curveball, you know. When we talk about Tracy, and Tracy will always be the archetype for obvious reasons. And we talked about it could have been Bridget Bardot, and we talked about it could have been Catherine Deneuve. Well, for obvious reasons of nationality, Leia Seydoux kind of falls into that Catherine Deneuve role, in that she's beautiful, but there's a bit more going on behind the, behind the eyes. And when you start talking about her being the daughter of an assassin, and she's well aware of Spectre, but she goes and works for Doctors Without Borders and everything else. There is everything on paper there for her to be the love of James Bond's life. But, frankly, the way it's executed, I mean, the way the film's designed, to get her out of it, you'd have to kill her off. But, frankly, there's no difference from... In, in the way it's executed, there's no difference from other Bond films where, like, they just finish off yeah. screwing some woman. And at yeah. the start of the next film, they're nowhere to be seen. If Bond just came into work at the start of the next film, they won't do that because everything's got to have emotional resonance now. I do think they do include her in but the next But if film. they did, 
that wouldn't necessarily be so wrong because you think, well, actually, they didn't really sell the love story. He went off on an extended holiday with her. <laughs> yeah, but that, would, that would still piss me off. Actually, we, we, it would for him to end that way. They they kind of have to do follow it on. Yeah, you know, I want to see resolution for this. Yes, they do. And at, but again, what I'm that would just be is, like, oh, for fuck's sake! Come on. to which the film said sold it to us. If the next film started with Bond just at work, mm. they wouldn't do that. But yeah, I mean, I joked on Twitter that you know he's he finally got to go away with his the love of his week. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah. You know, but that's kind I mean, of that's how it feels like. Oh, but the film tells uh, you that yeah, that is his new. Love and and and, and he thinks, I mean, he thinks so. He's now know, quit the service now as well. Well, do we well, know yeah, that he, threw, he threw his gun and in, in, in the lake because it, it it does it does telegraph it because basically, uh, when mm. he, before he runs off to catch Blofeld, like you know, Bannon says like I can't go with you because this is this is who you are. Yeah, I agree. And he's like, There's oh, right. And so basically, by when he walks up to Blofeld now, like sort of crawling out the helicopter, walks up with the gun. It's, he basically makes a choice, right? I can shoot him now and be Bond, or I can I can, yeah, I can, I can turn, I can turn the cheek and not... I read that as, she, she knows I'm an assassin, she's okay that I'm an assassin, but she doesn't like that I'm a, an assassin. No, she's not, that's I need to give her some sign that that life is behind me. Now, Which would suggest... Yeah, what he wants a future. I, I kind of agree. Also, he yeah, can't I, shoot Biffle because he's got to come back for the sequel. Yes, he does. <laughs> but I know, I Sorry. know, well, Leia Seydoux signed for the next one. I think Christoph Waltz is as well. But... Well, that, do. then they're definitely going to do the Majesty's route and kill her off and be revenge filler. Well, actually, I was thinking about that. Is there any way around that to avoid predictability? And I suppose the obvious thing would be kind of almost like a mm. fake out that he thinks she's dead. And maybe she's been captured. They'll, they'll do something no, anyway, so can, but you know what I mean? Like, so he can, he can screw around I mean, through I, I, the film. I'm and... assuming they're going to echo that that kind of motif. But they, they have to, yeah. they have to. I, I think so. I think there's but, so many Majesty's beats that they, that they reported in the trailer that just didn't happen in this film. And that's I, what I made... hope Hinks, I, like, I would hope Hinks comes back. <laughs> yeah, the thing... The... So, let's talk about okay. that train fight then, okay. come on. It was uh, brutal. Yeah, I thought that... I Stars, I, 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 I love the what, whole train fight. i tell you fight. what, Chris, stop a second. I tell you what, let's just do. Um... Oh, have we missed a scene? I don't know. I don't no, no. Let's scene. do observations on Hinks, and then we'll okay. do the chains, uh, train scene. Oh what no, yeah, no, he's in, he's in the, the chamber scene as well. When he, that, um, yeah, yeah. They, they go back to you know the Spectre meeting. And... Hey, did you? I tell you what, there was one thing I noticed, and I'm not sure if I'm right. When he first walks into that chamber, Bond, and he goes up the stairs, he stood behind somebody. And it's the Asian guy. Oh yeah. That was sat at the table in Casino Royale. Oh yeah, they look quite similar, don't they? It's I the guy with the pony tail. the same guy. I thought, well, maybe there was one more spectre guy there. It's Jeff I just thought that was a little Easter egg, you know, like oh, that's a spectre guy, and you didn't. Was, know. It, was it the same guy? I, I didn't read the. Oh, it was, but yeah. I might be wrong. I don't know. What I liked about Hinks. They and, do have people <laughs> everywhere. You know, uh, this sounds like so Florida. shallow. This sounds so shallow. I know, but part of what I liked about this film was it, it's the most stylish for a long time in that everybody looks fantastic. And they all look good, don't they? And, and what I like about Mr. Hinks is he's a big brute. He could be dressed any old way, like Jaws or whatever, but he looks utterly immaculate every time you see him. And I like that. Yeah. He's got a definite presence to him. He's got like a good 
brooding, like, it, like how can Bond match him? Because he, he's always on his case. He's, he, he's, you can see he, that there's he, definitely something he, gone that he's you know, like, he likes he's like the on. thing that's always on his back. Um, and but, but my problem, I do have an issue with it, and it's not, it's and it's not Batista's fault. Um, it's just the film doesn't give me enough of a character other than the fact that he's just a big guy. I I don't know why what happens when he volunteered himself and why he killed that dude who was nominated. He was basically told he was doing it. It's like, yeah, we well, said, okay, sure, I'll do it. Then, but he, then Hinks walks up, kills him. And I, 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 I don't understand I, what I happened there. I was thinking about that, and I thought, it, it just screams set up. It just you, screams you, you see, like, you see... Hinks yeah, and Blofeld will be back in the yeah. next film. You it, does, it really does. We, we don't know too much about him, so hopefully it will be explained next movie. Yeah, the, 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 the whole white point, like, did that... You know, I mean, even, even down to, right... Jaws appeared twice. How did he finish in The Spy Who Loved Me? And how did Hinks finish in this film? Uh, he'll survive. He'll, he'll, no, he'll survive. So, but you basically left Jaws in, in, with a shark and he killed the shark, didn't he? And then... didn't so Wasn't Jaws's last... In the train, scene? no. No. Yeah. And how did that fight well, finish? He, he, yeah, but that wasn't his last scene. He, he kicked him out of the train, but that wasn't his last scene. No, no, because oh, remember, it? like last scene is like Bond just like after um, Stromberg's uh, like uh, okay. the compound, like you see. Okay, um, fair enough. But, but yeah. he's, he's left like in in the car, and you see him like kill the shark with his teeth. But that's it. But far, I, mean, far I remember. But no, it was obvious you didn't see him yeah. die. That's all no. I'm trying to say. I mean, say. I, I will say it um, in in the script. Screams recurring in the script, character. He does go under the wheels of the train. In the, in, in the leaked script. Yeah, but in the script yeah. for like Quantum, uh, Mr. White yeah. dies. Yeah, do, 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 things you, change. you assume these yeah. things happen off screen. You just I mean, I was left wanting more. I was like thinking, hang on, this, this, this seems like a little bit of a waste because... I, I, don't, think he's, I don't think he's one for the mm. ages yet, but I'm just saying if if he recurred... I'd be happy to see I think his... I think yeah, in, this, this film would almost grow retrospectively. Mm. Because you'd have this guy who's like under the skin, effectively like a, a wrestler, which is what he was, and like massive and brutish, but he's dressed like you know an Abercrombie Fitch model yeah. or something. And um, did you notice his like silver thumbnail, like, like fingernails? Yeah, that he used to. Yeah, yeah but that was just like, there was like a little thing where he, when he killed when he killed that guy. I was like, oh, cool, he's got silver fun, fun. what are we going to do with them? And then nothing. And then in the uh, that chase scene, in the, in the, in the like, at, like mm. with, with Bond on a plane and them in the car, he had this kind of cool, like, pistol with two um, two barrels. Yeah, like a little barrel pistol. Oh, cool, that's a little characteristic. Never seen again. And I never get, we got a good sense of who he was. I mean, like, Batista but said, the, the Batista problem said, is, like... What, what you got, yeah, but what you got with Rod, what you got with Sean Connery... <laughs> it's like a build-up yeah. specter. Now, what you've actually got this time is the money shot in the very first episode, if, if you like. And you've almost got to like bring it back later. It, it, it's a very strange way of introducing everything. It, yeah, it, it just it just didn't feel kind of like it just felt slightly mm. like I, it, more could be done. Like Dave Batista said, like, oh well, yeah, what I really like about him, he's got a sense of humour. I was like, well, I didn't get that once from his character. Well, how do we know? I, I mean, but, but when you look at the film, though, 
I mean, we've not really seen Craig in a great car chase. I know you had the start of Quantum. Yeah, brief. It's very, very choppy. It's very brief, very choppy. We've had that. We've lacked a little bit of humour, even though I think Craig's a lot better than it's been credited. We've had that. He's never really had a henchman. We've now had that. We've got, you know, Spectre back. We There's more globetrotting in this. It's all the box ticking again, isn't it? Yeah, but the film, to me, if you sit and really critique it, yes, of course it's ticking boxes, and I definitely think it's more made by committee than a Skyfall. Yeah, that's not a, bo- that's not a, a bad thing, though. But I don't, I don't see quite the same cynicism in it that I see with, say, A Tomorrow Never Dies, which was a little bit behind schedule anyway, so they really did kind of knock that one out. This is made with quite a lot of flair, I think they've tried to, as much as it recalls Bond's past, they've tried to tell an original story with it. Uh, I just think it's like its reach exceeds its grasp. It, it's trying. It's not as ambitious and original you as say a Skyfall. It's trying. <laughs> but it's very, very, it's very consistent all the way through, uh, I think. And I really like it. And on second viewing... I really enjoyed it. I think it sounds better than Skyfall. And I'm sorry, I don't get this love for Skyfall visually. I think it looks better than Skyfall. I don't think it's got the same You know what? I actually agree with you. I I think this does look better than Skyfall. It looks and and sounds better. And I think it's a wonderful... I mean, mean, I'll I'll admit, I'll agree with you with this, that when Skyfall came out, it just seemed like... It just seems so pushed that everyone was just creaming themselves over how great it looked. It's like, oh my god, the best. Yeah, and of course, don't forget my favorite film's Majesties, yeah. which is which is beautiful. And I'm just like, I'm looking at Skyfall, and it's he's it, wearing it did a feel lot of gray. It's, it's, it's very, that, very dour, isn't it? spend uh, MI6. Yeah. I mean, even little things like uh, M's office and everything else, even in Goldeneye or something like that. Well, obviously in Skyfall, they've just been attacked, so they're underground. So it's all like stone and it's all very dark and dingy. It's really, uh, it's really washed out. Um, I, I am not in love with the look of, and then you got Daniel Craig with a military haircut, looking ancient, and uh, I'm not in love with the look of that film. But if you cut together the best five minutes, like the establishing shot of Shanghai and Macau, and that bit where he's fighting. Um, Patrice in the um, skyscraper. All of those bits are extraordinarily beautiful. The casino scene, I think, is beautiful. But overall, it's it's not a patch on this film. This film is gorgeous. Um, and it uses some lovely locations. But it, it undercooks its female characters badly. Um, and of course, we can't have a tease to Blofeld. Partly, it's not the way of the world now. If you tried to tease Blofeld, by the time the first film came out, the press would be all over it and tell you, you know, tell you what the situation was. Um, but also, I, I just think, well, they've been hamstrung a bit by they started off on this quantum path because they didn't have Spectre. Spectre. Now they have a substitute, didn't they? And okay, then, before we. 
Quantum of Solace wasn't Be- loved, before, so before we move on Sam to that, let's talk about that train scene and because we have kind of gone off track from that. <laughs> pardon the pun. Yeah, uh, we've kind of skipped a couple of scenes. You like we've missed the Q scene, we've missed the scene with interrogation of Mr. White. Well, we haven't. Yeah, yeah I mean, like, we, I mean, I mean, like, no. we're like an hour in, and we're like only on the the, the pre-title sequence. <laughs> so actually, <laughs> we've not really, we've not really gone in uh, order anyway. But, so I no, guess our ambitions I, I will, to do that. I will say this is probably one of the best uh, fight sequences that Craig actually has had. Um, I think it's one. I think I think I think it's, it's one, one of the best the, in the yeah, series. I, I was going to say yeah, I think it's one of the best in the series. Uh, I, I really look like how Bond was basically like out of his depth, and it just seems like how the fuck yeah. is he gonna get gonna take on this guy really because it could yeah. and, 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 again, and, and i loved how it went straight but, into it like sorry. you know they're just there having a chat we know we like yeah well i knew it was coming but i i, I just i yeah, just like, love that like he just glimpsed and, and you just see like his reflection just like literally just like mo- like not even messing around he's going straight for it you think holy shit and then bang the table goes uh you know and then and straight gives, into it um, yeah and what i like is as well the foley work is is restrained in the when people punch each other on film it doesn't sound like people punching each other in real life mm. we we know that but it's a bit like when you watch a space film and there's sound in space well we know that doesn't happen <laughs> but we accept in it to a degree <laughs> but again i don't mean to rag on into darkness but go and watch the scene where they, where like Khan and um, Khan and Kirk go over to like Mark, uh, Admiral Marcus's big craft, and they're fighting their way down a corridor. Every time Cumberbatch punches someone, it sounds like a fucking explosion going off. It's absolutely ridiculous. This film is has shown a little bit of restraint in, in all it of look, this. It looks and, brutal you know, enough, to be honest with you. It looks brutal. I know there's no blood. We don't need that in every scene. And Even don't if you watch it with, you know, so when it comes out on home release, just watch it on mute, and you just you can feel the punches literally. I, this is one of the, the rare yeah. moments in which yeah, I and again, for one of my life. I was like, shit, he's yeah. not going to survive this. When they were in Shanghai and he had that fight with Patrice against, and they were in silhouette against that sort of neon background, that fight doesn't look real. They look like they're pulling their punches. This and one after, look more real. And after Casino Royale, where it looks so visceral, and Quantum as well, that was really disappointing. I mean, it was more about the visual. I thought that was like, like, oh, was like, oh, look how beautiful that looks, rather than like the fight. Yeah, again, you know, it's like whereas yeah. here. Plus, with Quantum, we had a villain who didn't know how to fight. So. We have got a great fight scene. Genuinely, one of yeah. the greats of the series. I think so. Yeah, Bond, it's definitely I don't up there. Know why, like, and it's probably just luck. But for some reason, Bond never fails on a train. <laughs> but yeah, um, it's very exciting. Bond on a train is always just oh, it's always that you know so much excitement. Point. So, okay, so where's okay, you next? Uh, what 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 are we talking about? Before I interrupt you, Mike, <laughs> Dave. <laughs> well, we skipped yeah. a couple of scenes, didn't we? So <laughs> we did. Well, what else do you want to talk okay, about? Okay, okay, I mean, okay. Did uh, 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 the whole Blofeld arc? annoy you i mean obviously i blabbed on about it before i even saw the goddamn film so what what do you guys uh, think i think I... this is this is where i think opinion is fluid and the real review next may will probably have better answers to this at the moment i don't know what to think because in principle if you said to me 
Blofeld's his adopted brother. I'd just go off, yeah. fuck off. <laughs> I really, I'd just be like, oh, for goodness sake. If you ignore that, you it's know? all right, because it's, and, not, and it's not a good relation. Ste- and Drax is his stepmother, and fucking Max Zorin is his English teacher. <laughs> you know, we're, you're taking the piss now. <laughs> yeah, um, I mean, I, I've already know, said, like, why does he have to be this? Why can't he just be like... I don't mind the principle of it being personal. I think so. We've had this. I've had it like, so much. It's just like not only is Bond related to him, but Bond gave him the scar, and Bond is his whole motivation. And you know, I'm not that happy with it in theory. In practice, I, I do have to wonder about the motivation of it, though. I don't know if it's because like he's just pure, purely demented. Christoph Bond told me that he was just fucking crazy. Yeah, just demented, exactly. Did and even little that, things. That was the no really. socks and sandals. Yeah, yeah, I <laughs> yeah exactly. What was about to say. Not, not even the nary jacket, just the no socks and sandals. I was like, well, the hell, you know. He wasn't. He was in the middle of a desert. As menacing and flamboyant as Silver. Um, I was actually quite disappointed in the respect that Christoph Bolt should be a home run to be a fantastic Blofeld. And he was. Okay. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, uh, I, I, I will say this, and I think I've said it on Twitter. Um, Christoph Waltz. This is a role that Christoph Waltz could do in his sleep, and it looks like he did. I, 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 to think, be honest, I mean, he know, didn't do terrible, but he just that... felt. I think it's more down to the script that he had, uh, but he and and, and yeah, the time he had on the screen. Again, that we need no, to see it. But he just, he had. It'll be a question of how is it on. What does he follow it with? If the next film is Daniel Craig, and Leia Sadu and him. This film, by association, will change slightly in our minds. So let's see. But as a start, I wasn't that excited by it. At the same time, the whole East Bond's adopted brother thing didn't offend um, me as much yeah. as I expected. Some people have been very offended by it. <laughs> well, I think... What did you guys think? I mean, well, you know what I think, really. Uh, I mean, I was kind of... I was, numb to, I was a bit more numb to the, to the idea, so I was like, yeah, okay, whatever. Um, yeah, of course he is. Uh, I, I thought the whole reveal was kind of very uh, blasé, but it's sort of like, like literally, that you could like be looking down and miss it almost. Like, oh right, okay. Um, yeah, it, it's just like because 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 it was done in that torture scene where it's meant to be all kind of like hazy. Um, it just felt you know, and you see and you see the cat as well. I was like, and 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 again, he never wants. That's the only time you ever see him have a cat. So. By the way, the cat's called Solomon, not Sebastian. Okay. Pardon? The cat's called yeah. Solomon, not Sebastian. <laughs> oh, okay. But it's just like, uh, but okay, so, okay, if, you, if you're going to do the whole Blofeld with a cat thing, well, let him be, like, the guy with a cat. Don't just, like, don't, don't just, like, pop in for one scene to go, though. like, oh, look, it's Blo- yeah, yeah. And, and plus, we, we've, everyone in the cinema, or anyone who's Bond literate, is sat there waiting, going, like, yeah, it's Blofeld, yeah, it's Blofeld. Yeah, it's Blofeld. Yeah, you know. yeah, everybody knows that as well. Yeah, but again, it's it's very difficult when you're inside the camp pissing out because it's the same with Star yeah. Trek, yeah? I mean, the new Star Trek films, we'll cover Star Trek next, <laughs> yeah, we will. next, next year. So I don't, I don't want time. to sit and review no, them no. now, but, but one of the things with it is is that there's a real tension between appealing to existing Trex fans and trying to draw in as many of the general public as you can. And we're assuming the public get all this. But, yeah, I know, understand. The, the, average, the average teenager who goes to see a film 
won't watch a film that was made before fucking 1990. The thing is, it less, won't matter to them. And much less have the, seen the, the that thing won't matter to them. So that it, it's like to me, it's lose lose. So you think, okay, okay, so well, so, was, so okay, so the people, where, okay, let's just refer to relevant. like let's say Star Trek Into Darkness, right? Uh, the the, the that people is relevant because it's like it's Khan. Most okay, people yeah, don't give it's like the people who uh, like who, who aren't aware of Khan or Rafa Khan or Space Seed, whatever, are gonna look at that big reveal. And go, my 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 name is Khan. All oh, right, who's he? Right, why do I care? Right. The, pe- the people who are going to know that are going to be like, who, who, who basically who you are appealing to, going to go, go, oh my god, lose their shit, like, going to go, yes, we're expecting this, because that is not a surprise to us. You know, it's, it's, it, it's lose-lose. It's like, why well, build again, it, it, it to, why build it up build to be a plot twist? That's a, like, that's a bit like Terminator Genesis or something, in that you start looking at it and you go, well, who's well, it no, aimed it's just at? Because like, any, anybody, anybody who... Um, doesn't know who Blofeld is, isn't yeah. going to care. And a, a large proportion of the people who do know he is are going to be a bit yeah. pissed off. It's the same with Khan. It's exactly. the same with Terminator and Genesis. It... Terminator Genesis is written for people who know the first Terminator film, but by definition, they're going to be pissed off by it. Yeah. So, no, I, yeah, I'm one of the few it, who actually really it, enjoyed Terminator Genesis, but yeah. Yeah, because Blinkered you're... And yeah, but... And, yeah, I don't know. But no, but... Well, look. Okay, you okay. You got something out of it. Great. Why would I want people to waste their money? The fact is, that I know. Hated it. But, 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 but look, my only the issue fact is, with is, uh, this film, it's not too on the. Most of it is not too on the nose. It isn't. Um, the whole ring thing bloody confused me. Oh, you know what? Oh, you know, you know, you know what thing that got me. And I will get to the Q bit. But like, you know, in the, in the cycle sequence where he's having a fight with, um, uh, I names. Yeah, Sierra. Uh, thank you. Uh, it's it's a bit like all oh, having a fight. Oh, he's got a ring. I'll snatch that. Like, hang on. When when was when was I that? I didn't think of that. It's just like going into the target yeah, sequence, yeah, really, okay, isn't it? So. Why would Bond snatch a ring? Why would you think that yeah, ring is exactly. relevant? That's Lots not established at all. Ring. It's clearly not a wedding ring because it's on the but, wrong hand. But you've got the Spectre logo, and that's been seen. Yeah, but you wouldn't yeah, but... notice that if, if it just didn't. And I know I'm being nitpicky here, but it just felt really, you really... Know, you right. you I thought it. about it tonight. I, I saw it. He grabbed a ring, and I'm thinking... It felt really awkward. Would, it felt really kind of... What made you think yeah. that's relevant? It's like... No, I, I, I found it completely relevant. Yeah, but yeah, we got to think, look, okay, you're Bond, you're having a fight. No, it's relevant. It's relevant because script... Okay. You're, you're in a plane... Uh, sorry, you're not in a plane. You're in a helicopter. You've never heard of Spectre. You're having a fight over with somebody who the previous M just said, go and kill him without any context and why she was that vague, who would know? There's a person that just happened completely by happenstance. And he sees a ring on his finger and thinks, I must take that. There's no logical yeah. reason for that. That's, that's his way in. That's, yeah, his, that's, that's his lead. Again, there's no... But it's yeah, but it's because yeah. script. Because, yeah, because exactly. That, 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 yeah. Was, that was my issue. Um, also, uh, the, the the magic uh, scanner that uh, Q had to go. I know. I'll put this ring on the on the thing. It's gonna because plot development. Can can any of us honestly say? Because when he first started scanning it, you thought it was yeah. fingerprints, and you think, well, if any of us wore a ring for more than a day. We'd wipe off every fingerprint apart from our own. So did everybody wear um, a ring? Oh, and then you know, I thought it was DNA, and green. I thought, well, is it coded into like the metal 
but then it seems to be specific to each part of the actual octopus logo, and you think it's it's not that clear. Now I'm no, sure some sort of I, I am absolutely convinced somebody who what who listens to this podcast got it instantly. And as much as I would normally say, write and tell us, I'd actually say this time, don't bother, because I think... It's bullshit. We Sorry. Genuinely, <laughs> we genuinely understand that, like, we've missed something. But the very fact, we're all smart people, and we've gone and seen the, the film twice, and we're all going, like, that's not very clear, means that even if the film told us, it didn't tell us effectively. No, it's just because poor script writing... Yeah, but it's, it's not so. possible. Like, okay, you put what? What's it? What's it picking up? And I and so so would it, so would it pick up like all DNAs of mem- of known members of Spectre? Like, and and if so, why would that be a good idea? You know, I mean, if you, no, like, it's, it's just it just it it's just like I don't know. We need a quick device, and it's just... it's almost like your memberships gets coded into yeah, the rings and somehow. It's not going to be fi- it's not going to be fingerprints. Because of, of anything fingerprints is going to stick to, shiny metals isn't like high up that list. Mm. You know, anyone can f- like anyone can finger your ring. <laughs> hey, and be no evidence, <laughs> and there'll be no evidence shortly afterwards. Yeah, I, it's, it's bollocks, basically. It's just cube branch, isn't it? It's just a you know a nifty little gadget. But again, it's, 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 it's belief, it's, and it's like, it's like the invisible car. It just just strikes of like another pass at the script would have been. This helpful. is it. I mean, just, just to go back to like the um, Blofeld reveal, I just think you know ho- hollowed out craters. Uh, crater is a hollowed out space, obviously, but yeah, that's that's a new volcano. So I I, I really enjoyed that very much. That was really great to see something like that. I was okay. like, yes, Did, here I, we are. I, I, you know, what, I generally made me think of Quantum though. The bit where he escaped and blew up the whole uh, premise by shooting one thing. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, I just thought like, that's quite a poor design, isn't that? it? Really. <laughs> It's quite so. It's like as if you're playing like a Bond video game. It's like right, your aim is and to you find. Did, and you did break out the, pretty you know, easy. It was a pretty easy escape, yeah. really. It was. It was. It was uh, uh, elaborate and easily escapable exotic death. <laughs> was, <laughs> I mean, I mean, I mean. This is where it's like what? plot, like is, is basically when Blowfall comes in. It's basically where the plot just goes. I don't know. Uh, whatever. It becomes. Yeah, it, it's complete, and it really is evident in that escape bit. It's like okay. Bomb throws the watch that explodes, scars Blofeld, and literally runs out and he shoots a few people, and then it's pretty much that's it. And it's just that's like, it, yeah, um, just so you can get away and be easy. Okay. I mean, I, 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 again, I quite liked it. It's, it's, it's quite, it's quite, it's quite to good. Do I just with think... The pacing of a film, in that if there was no sequence to come after that, they would have just made that more yeah. difficult. And, and I, I do generally think it would probably have been better if they made uh, a bit of more of a set piece of that and had that be like the climax of the film. You need, you did need to as much as you think it was a bad idea. If you're going to do the whole M, M, C, and double O section storyline, you needed to finish yeah. it off. But I, yeah, I, I, I think they should have just done that differently. I think they should have avoided that really. And also Andrew Scott, uh, he had not. I thought he, I actually. I know that like there's some people who listen to this who are Benedict Cumberbatch fans, and I've been very complimentary about him. Genuinely, I think he's been good in everything he does. A lot of you, by definition, are Sherlock fans as well, and I, yeah, that's fine. Sherlock's great. I thought Andrew Scott was shit I, in this film. You know what? I don't think he was necessarily. I thought he was I, really bland. Okay, 
He's really underused, I okay. think, is the problem. And he's, he's too he's young. He's bland or he's rubbish. Too he's young. He went to school with the Home Secretary. He needs to be 10 okay. years older. Uh, what? <laughs> okay. Um, Home might be quite I, young. I, I actually, I kind of agree with you. Maybe the Home Secretary works for Spectre. I, hmm. I kind of agree with what you're saying, Dave. Uh, but I I don't really think think it was necessarily Andrew Scott. I just don't think he was given anything to do other than act smug. No, and that was but basically yeah, would, it. Would, Actually, you might be right. I, it wasn't necessarily he was bad. He might it's, well have been. And, and also, it the film never gives him his villain moment. It's. I'm so glad that he wasn't revealed to be Blofeld. Oh my god, it, I was so scared. It, it, <laughs> Oh yeah! I'm so pleased. I was like, yeah, it's Moriarty, but you imagine one or the other. I mean, to be I'm making. I mean, I mean, to be honest, Andrew, Andrew yeah, Scott, Jesus. I think, is Miss Cass's Blofeld. If you ask me personally, yeah, he would be ultimately. Uh, Miss and I, 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 he plays Moriarty in a kind of like, I am so fucking crazy, uh, but it's just so unbelievable how you would be. The thing that is, right? Influence. You, uh, if you're gonna be C. And you're a successor to M. You've kind of got to be a little bit more convincing as a bureaucrat. Mm. There could be more to you than that, but you've got to be able to do that bit of it. And I, I don't yeah. buy it. I do. I, think I, I also think slight... a lot that his uh. scenes with M. I don't think Ralph Fiennes is very good. I'll be honest. I think I, 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 I really? don't think he. I, I don't know. I mean, I think I think that, uh, Ralph Fiennes has. Moments where, basically, when he's in the office chewing out Bond, yes. Where do you think he was I, bad, I, I don't Chris? think he was bad. I think he was just like... All right, where were you okay, underwhelmed then? Basically, his scenes with Andrew Scott, I generally think he just seemed to be like by the numbers, just basically reading reading the di- reading the dialogue going, yeah. Uh, like, oh, but you're, oh, you're a cocky little shit, are you? I, I don't agree with that at all, Becca. What do you think? No, I kind of dis- I disagree. I mean, I think it, he hasn't given much to do. Um, Andrew Scott as a C, but generally, obviously, he, he's out. He's out for M's job, and you kind of you know that he's he's the mole. He's the mole for Spectre. But I think there is there is great tension between him and, and Ray Fiennes, and he's like you know a cocky little bastard, aren't you? And he just gives him that look, and then when he put he walks past, it, it just, just falls flat for me. It, it, it just falls like, flat for me to be honest with you. But you know, I mean, I, 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 I like him in the role. Don't be wrong, and I just wish. The only thing that the only thing that falls flat. For me, if, excuse the pun, it's just hey. literally it's too easy. He's just there, falling off the, the, the edge of the edge of the. Yeah, the but they've got to be careful. They don't want. Um, that looks so, so fake. They don't want M as a killer. Oh they, no, no! Yeah, obviously, I wasn't expecting to push him. Yeah, but I don't know. The way, I, I, the way want, it was I want M to be kind of like uh, this new M to be kind of like like an older like version of like what Bond was in a, in a, in a sense. Yeah, I don't mind I know, that. But they, he they, is a... they pulled they pulled their pun. They pulled their punches Yeah, but, but bear, bear in mind, Skyfall yeah, did shoot a henchman. Yeah, he did. Under fire himself. <laughs> yeah, but still. Self-defense. Yeah, well, he, he was in a fight. He... Even, even so, I yeah, I mean, I just think it, it was okay. I just think Andrew Scott was badly served by the writing, and I think he was also miscast. Yeah. Basically, Basically, in an ideal world, I mean, you wouldn't want a clone, obviously, but what you want is basically Ray Fiennes, but like 10 years younger. You, you want an equivalent. You want a younger version to say, well, I'm you, but 10 years ago, and you're um, obsolete. Plus, we kind of just had that with Skyfall again, so it's like, like with like M being, uh, uh, like, Judy Dench, M being, like, re- replaced kind of thing, and then, like, literally within, within 10 seconds yeah. of Ralph Fiennes, like, being in a role, also, and he's, like, he's I acting know. like if he's been there all the time, and... 
He's you, have, you have got you have got the age difference as well. I mean, he's literally he's also like the young not young upstart. But Ray Fiennes is in his early fifties, and Andrew Scott. Oh, yeah, Andrew Scott. I mean, sorry. Um, yeah, coming in sort of the young upstart, but he's got he's got quite a youthful, despite his age, he's got youth, you know youthful sort of features. But um, I think the the age does yeah. come into does come into play here for sure. I I, I thought that um, as I say, I think the whole thing was duplication. They handled it as well as they could. They're trying too hard to argue the relevance of Bond in each and the double O section in every film. They only mention Oh, carry on. I just think kind of forget it. Don't stop trying to argue mm. the point. You did it in the last film. But, I mean, as things go, it was okay. I like Rafe Fiennes' end. I like the little team they've accomplished. I do prefer... I do prefer Q to be at the centre of a hive of activity. I do like it when we used to go into, like, Q's lab and there were people working on different things. Yeah, he doesn't have as many... Whereas now, now, now doesn't he, I guess. Like, he just seems like an eccentric working in his shed. <laughs> He's like one or two people. Yeah, one or two Sipping people. Sipping on Earl Grey. Yeah. I did like the slight subversion of the re- uh, relationship in as much that Q and Bond have normally been Bond busting Q's balls. And in this film, it's a very similar dynamic, but it's Q trying to crack jokes with Bond. And not quite. Yeah, there, 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 there yeah, is one, that, that one joke where he like says he kind of laughs at himself and no one else does, uh, which kind of makes it funny. Yeah, where he says, "I told you yeah, back like, in One Piece, not bring, yeah. not bring back One Piece." Uh, no. But I, actually, the, the bit I, I loved was basically where he, he meets up at the health clinic, and he's like, uh, he's sort of like, well, you know, uh, well, uh, my job's in jeopardy because like. Yeah, yeah. Well, yes, there's that, and plus, like, plus, plus, also, M M wants my balls for Christmas decorations. So it's like, yeah, yeah. (laughs) get to the point. Get to the point. Yeah. Um, I'll I'll, I'll, I'll comments like, oh, don't worry about double double seven. It's only a a free a a free earlier version of yeah. And I'm really glad they didn't go there. What? In an earlier version of the script, Q was kidnapped. Or is he yeah, he was, wasn't he? I'm kind of glad well, that didn't what, happen. What would have happened then? Yeah, so am I. Just... Well, well, Sorry? What, what point? Well, I'm presuming, because I can't remember now, when he narrowly avoided kidnapping this film, presuming in an earlier version he and was then kidnapped. rescued again. And... You, had to add a, you had to add Bond getting him out of that. And it would have been overstuffed. But, yeah. you know, the action's really good. I mean, a lot of this film for me, you can argue about different performances, much like you can with Connery. But we're now four films down with Daniel Craig. He's been fantastic every time out. And Jesus, he is a film star in this film. He is just so dominant in every scene. He's the Connery he of the generation. When three years ago in Skyfall, he looked <laughs> terrible. And, <laughs> you know, we've got this beautiful goldy palette, warm colours films with a nice score I really like. It's, it is a greatest hits bond in that, not in as much as. Not like Die Another Day, where they're saying, well, let's reference this and let's reference that and let's repeat this. But more that it's trying to... It's a menu of why we love Bond. It's got a really great opening sequence up there with, I think, the best. Um, It's got a lovely score, I think. It's not going to be to everyone's taste because it's not very showy. But it has Bond falling in love. We're not convinced by it, but it does. It has a fight on a train. It has Bond in the you know white tux. Bond and it snow. has 
It has it has it has bonding snow. It has uh it has a really good car chase sequence, and a car that's really grown on me because when I first saw, I'm, uh, we're not car people. That won't change. But when they first unveiled the GB10, I thought that looks really bland. But in action, I think it looks really mm. cool. Can I just and say, driving, I, I thought the, it's the got car lovely chase... locations. I just think this film's really. It's never gonna be. I I don't think top three or four because. It's not doing enough that's distinct or original, or that other films haven't done better. But if if you go into like every Bond film hoping it's going to be the best, well, you're going to be disappointed. But if you go in thinking, well, like I hope it's at least in the top ten or top half, that's probably more reasonable. I I think this film probably is. You have to go in with an open mind and an open heart. I think, but any 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 film. You just have to go as yeah. much as you can. And, and, and certainly for the first half, I mean, I don't think the second half... I don't think the second half relative to the first is as big a drop-off as Skyfall is. But there's no doubt that, like, the best bits of this film are the first half, like most films in the action. Definitely. Film. You've got the kind of the bizarre... grinning for the first mm. half. This just, yeah. just felt like classic Bond, but instead of it being like the Brosnan era where you were giving a lot of stupid things passes... Apart from the fact they seem to have an immaculate wardrobe everywhere they go, <laughs> um, most of it hangs together pretty well, and it is a mes. You know, we talked about. I think it was Doctor No where I said he's mesmerising here. Yeah. Well, Daniel Craig, I think, is pretty mesmerising here. Yeah, and he looks I think good. I said I said in a tweet to you guys the other day, for the first time since I think Goldfinger. A Bond actor looks irreplaceable. Now he. I is... think yeah. This this is the this is the Goldfinger. You know, you, you said a couple of times now that Daniel Craig is the film star in this moment. He's the movie star in this film. This is his Goldfinger. He's he hasn't looked as good. Um, yeah, I mean, he's reached that pinnacle now. Connery looks at his best in Goldfinger in the suits. And Craig looks his best here in. And he even he even wore a knitted tie in this. I noticed. Yeah, I noticed yeah, that. Uh, but it, it's just that. I just think that, like, I don't think it will be ever his best film, but I almost think it's like, I, I almost think it's his personal statement at the end of it. It's almost like his summary. So what what, what was your time as Bond? And and he's he's laid it out in one film with, yes, there are serious themes in it. I'll never buy him as Dower, just as I'll never buy Radiohead as depressing. You know, I just think there's a lot of bullshit talked about these yeah, things. Yeah, Radiohead like, is just boring. Old. Well, yeah, you can argue well, that. Well, they are now. Right, I like them the first. But the but the point is that like, I just I don't really see it. Like Craig is as funny as any other Bond has been. His films have been in a heavier key than say Roger Moore. Yeah, I think this is well. This is his. Spectre is definitely Craig's lightest film. I, I think say. so, yeah. I mean, this is this is his spy who loved me, if you like. But, you know... I feel, I feel the Goldfinger... Um, no, I say, if anything, I'd say <laughs> Skyfall's is... more Goldfinger for, for Craig. Okay, but I wouldn't say it's, camp- it's nothing not as camp as, as spy. Yeah, I mean, but I mean, the, the, the fact is, what you've got here is... Oh, that's a bad thing. I, no actor is irreplaceable. I mean, I, at one time, I really loved Brosnan, and, you know, I, I couldn't believe they replaced him. I was, like, um, was, was, the blonde, was the blonde that I grew up with. So yeah, I mean, I don't actually think he's that good now. But the fact is, no. we are at the point where I watched this tonight and I'm thinking, well, where do they go from here? And it's nothing to do with him driving away in the DB5 and you think, well, that's an ending. Because they'll find a way to get Bond back, whether it's killing her off or kidnapping her or just 
pretending he's moved on and it didn't work. Because, I mean, that happened in the books. He got into a relationship, and by the next book, it didn't work out. Um, yeah, but you can buy it more in books, more, I suppose. It's more the performance. I cannot yeah. imagine, and I haven't seen since Connery, such a dominant, big-screen-friendly performance where I think, I can't imagine, you are now James Bond. You are now James Bond. You're not Daniel Craig. You are yeah. James Bond for yes. this generation. And I just think... I, I still prefer Casino yeah. Royale. And I, 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 I do miss no that grit. I mean, I don't mind the humour being there. I mean, fact, but, that humour is inevitable. But, it, but... It, it, but this feels like... This feels the, this is the most Bondian film he's done. He yeah, needed definitely. To, he needed to do at least one. Because everyone said we want a standard Bond adventure. Well, it's not quite standard, but yeah, it's the, close. The first uh, like, half is definitely at least like standard Bond. Yeah, yeah. it's Um, And I'm looking at it and thinking... What the fuck are they going to do when he goes? Well, what they'll do is they'll cast somebody else and they'll they'll carry on. It'll be fine, just as it was after Connery left. But for the first time, and this is the biggest compliment I can play in, for the first time since 1964, a Bond actor looks utterly irreplaceable. Definitely, definitely. And on that note, I don't know if I've got any more to say about Spectre. Um... <laughs> I've got, I've got okay, more go to back. say, but... Uh... No, maybe because uh, I've um, I've got some certain opinions which I'll express afterwards. Um, <laughs> but um, yeah, I'll, I'll save them for when we come to do the full review. Oh, no, um, he, well, during well, the well, series. Well, he so. with it a little bit. You know. mm. No, no, no. It's just minor editing things and things I forgot to say okay. one thing or another. But um, yeah, we'll, we'll talk about it um, when we come to do our. So full to review. sum up, what so. what do we think of Spectre? Because we've rambled on for like nearly two hours about it. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's, well, I mean, my uh, name is perfect um, it hits all the beats um, for me I would rate it 4 out of 5 it's yeah. not the best one ever but it's perhaps Daniel yeah. Craig's we won't, we've already said this and we'll stick to it the, the, the review of Spectre we do properly which won't reference tonight will come after all of it will be our last episode we will finish reviewing all the films and then we'll do all our wrap-ups and everything else we want to do and then we will review Spectre so it's not going to be ranked with everything else the Bond girl won't be ranked Leia Seydoux, Madeline Swan will not be ranked in the Bond girls episode uh, Christoph Waltz Blofeld will not be ranked in the Villains episode Aww. oh yeah, he's like, your favourite Blofeld isn't he? It, 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 <laughs> it's, it's too early we, we cannot we'll see we'll see because I certainly know when Skyfall came out I ranked it a lot higher than I do now you need to live with these things for a while but I'm, I'm just going to give you my first impression my first impression is that it's bottom bottom of the top ten my first impression is it's it's I, you know what I generally I prefer it more than Skyfall. And let me clarify, I do think that like, Skyfall as a film is better. Um, yes, I But I, as as a Bond film, I prefer this. I, I, this is way more yeah. enjoyable. Um, and it looks better. As, Everyone else... Uh, Roger Deakins is a talented man and he deserves an Oscar... But for all of you wanking off about Skyfall, just get a line. Skyfall is way there better anyway. Better looking, there are look better looking Bond films, and the very next one in the series is one um, of them. But yeah, I mean, look, as much as I've bitched about Spectre, you know, obviously I'm the the, the negative voice on, on on this podcast about it. Um, I I did actually enjoy it. 
my my the only reason why I'm so negative is because I want it to be better than it was. So the we go in one yeah we it, want the, look, the look like yeah, the, the, the things that piss me off is because it, it it's the one it's it's the things that sort of stick out on me because it's like no don't do that because it would have been better if you just hadn't or if you did it just differently and that and that's what really claws at me it's like oh will you just oh if only if you just you know. The fact is, Chris, seven years into the series, Majesties came out, and it's, to my mind, yeah. a masterpiece. It took them very nearly 40 years to come anywhere near it. And, you know, that's out of 25 films. You know, there's a lot of films there now in the series of various qualities with a lot of different mm-hmm. talents working on it. To go in expecting them to, like, expecting the yeah. film to be the best of the lot or one of the best of the lot... That's a bit lofty. And what I think if if you go in hoping that it might be top half or, or yeah. top ten, I think that's more realistic. And I, I think Spectre my gut feeling is it's yeah. cheaper. The, the... And what we've got is not the best Daniel Craig film, but we've got the most James Bond film of the Daniel yeah, Craig. Um and he still looks fantastic. He looks better than he did in Skyfall. The film's beautiful. The Bond girls are beautiful. Uh, Daniel it's Craig beautiful. gives a massive performance. <laughs> I actually think... Oh, yeah, I do that, dude. Um, I, actually think, good. I actually think... I don't want to say it yet because he's still James Bond and I always said I'd never say it during a current Bond's era, but I'd be staggered if he isn't my favourite Bond okay. in five years' time. Um, I think what it is... I guess what kind of claws at me the most is I see Casino Royale and I just why can't we have at least another one or two at at that kind not necessarily at that standard but at that kind of tone level I just felt I just I, I, I just felt like is, they just went don't like don't forget Casino Royale I know it, I know the first half is very different but you got Fleming to go by yeah. as much as I've got problems with Fleming and and the literary James Bond. If you are making an adaptation, you are by definition going to get a lot less of this filmmaking by committee because it's not an but, original yeah, script. But even Spectre like, could go in it. Spectre, even yeah, beyond Spectre the bits in, in, in the flubble, like you literally, like. like you can book in like the the, mid, the middle section is the book, but the, like particularly the like, beginning bit, I was like, yes, this is the Bond I fucking want. This is like. Like the the stuff that isn't Fleming. Yeah. I want. I want Martin this. Camp this is this is like this is the way forward. This is the way I want. And now it's you just kind of felt like I, it's yeah, gone it Martin, a bit more Brosnan now. And it's like, uh, uh, well, maybe not to say Brosnan, but it it, it, it No, I, I, I no, think I, I'll, Okay, I'll track that because uh, it is it is different. It's gone a lot more glossier. Tell you what, if Brosnan had produced a film like this, we'd all oh, be yeah, yeah. ourselves. Because it's expectations as well. I mean, I know Goldeneye's got his fans, but I'm <laughs> sorry. I don't give a shit. Anybody says, Brosnan never made anything remotely mm. of this standard. He didn't. But because we've had Casino Royale, and to some people, Skyfall, and, and I understand why, expectations are really high now. So when we get kind of a standard Bond film, albeit incredibly well made, we're like, that's yeah. a good formula, isn't it? Well, it's like, well, hang on a minute. We're fans of a series that's formulaic as it comes. I mean, even even the Star Trek or Star Wars in this world don't have this degree of formula. 
they vary far more from episode to episode than the Bond films. Let's just be happy that we got the gun barrel at the beginning. <laughs> I think we got a very, I think we got a very credible Bond film here. I prefer it to Spectre. Uh, sorry, to Skyfall. I don't think it's a better film than Skyfall. I think Skyfall is, by any objective measure, better. But I had a far, far better time with this film, which means I'll probably rank mm. it ahead. Which means it's sort of two thirds of the way down the top ten, I think. But um, I guess at the out of twenty five films, I think we got to be happy with that. And three out of the four Daniel Craig films have been terrific, and all four of them have had fantastic performances. We have a very, very special actor and film star as James Bond right now. And I guess I to enjoy I, what we've I, got because it won't last I forever. I guess I think uh, the time will tell with the next Bond film how this will sit. Because obviously, I think there's more story to go on with this. And yeah, this is why. I, yeah, I think this is. I'm sure this is part of it. I, I, I think. Yeah, I think this is. There's, there's more yeah. to see. More to, more uh, to see. So our feelings will change in maybe two or three years when the next Bond film is out. My my problem is they've they've tried to. The only thing I will say is they've tried to come up with a story arc for for Daniel Craig, and I like that. I like they're trying something new. But James Bond as a series is is more akin to like comic books in as much as it lives in a permanent act two. You know, you, you've very rarely got a setup unless they reboot, and you can never really have closure. And it does mean that whenever a trait, however you find, do you think this Craig, like the Craig era, like okay, I think Craig will do one more and he's done, right? Yeah, I think yeah, one more. Okay, surely, I think. Do you yeah, think, I think the next, the, the last Bond film he does? Um, if if he does do another one, touch wood, which I think he will. Um, I think he will. Do you think that will be, literally be there will be like a full end to like a bond, like end to the story as much as like it? It. Do you mean? Do you mean it will require a reboot? Uh, essentially, yeah. It will be like it. It will literally like, like, like as much as like he had a, a beginning and now it will actually have a, a definite, a definitive end to his art. I don't know. Madeline has really forget how. Um plausible you find that relationship or how well it's been um, translated to screen but the fact is she is meant to be another Tracy mm. Vesper or whatever Yeah. and the fact is that it's clouded the waters now because you could make another film where she's kidnapped at the start and Bond thinks she's dead and maybe during the course of his film he even sleeps with another couple of women and then he saves her at the end and blah 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 but at the end of the day, eventually, you have to dispose of the Madeline character, be it in the next film or the film after. So you either have to make it a serious arc in which she dies, or, you have, to, or you have to undermine this film slightly and kind of imply that him driving off with her was the equivalent of all the other Bond films where he's like just shagging at the end. Yeah, pretty much. Well, it, it looks a bit yeah, more but none of them ever rest. said I love but you. At the end of the day, she was just she was just his no. break at the end. Yeah, of but none of them ever said I love you. <coughs> and then no, that's, that's, it's not really implied. It's not really implied that, that Bond changes for her. You know. Yeah, he's, he's, he's no, softening. I, I agree. I think they've painted themselves a bit into a corner. Well, uh, yeah, there is uh, definitely the clear direct. I mean, it was a lot more apparent to me on second watch of how they view it, particularly. With them walking off hand in hand, with Blofeld looking on, it was definite. There was. You had to make a choice. Yeah, there was definite looming like there is more to come to this. So, 
the other yeah. thing is he didn't kill I mean there's there's that saying success is the best revenge and and I think um that's what the end was trying to tell us that he could yeah. kill Blofeld but it's far harder for Blofeld to watch him walk off and be happy when he already sees him as like the golden yeah. boy yeah, that's it, pretty yeah. much. So no, that, no, yeah, that was no, in, I, in I agree it works in that way too, but there was definite, like, there, there was definite, I felt the, the looming of, there was more to come here. Yeah, there is, but the, the thing is, sequel, well, sequel. I, I just oh, find it, it, it is difficult. It is difficult, because what are you going to do? Are you either going to, you, you've got three routes, haven't you? You've got the, keep Madeline, but Bond thinks she's dead. You've got, um cast her aside like she was just a love interest at the end of a film which undermines this film slightly or you've got kill her off and you think well that's fine but that just means You're that basically any time Bond has any kind of but yeah, the thing that is, it's well, not Bond time... that's who he is that's his character his yeah, character lives in that a, yeah but you're basically saying you've got to live in act two that any time he has any emotional resonance with anybody yeah you've but got that's, to that's his character though that, that's who he is. Yes, it is, but that's naturally what I'm trying to say is that's quite predictable. It needs a writer with more imagination than we've got to try and. Is that, that's know, why is we're that not possible? Writers. I mean, I mean, you you're kind of like asking for, like, like. Well, maybe that's, that's maybe the very nature. Still, you know, you're you're kind of asking for, you know, you want you want your, your cake and you want to eat it. It's like you want the like the best two. I was like, oh, I'll, I'll kind of want to say true to, true to the character. But yeah, I want you. I want you, you to, to surprise me and do something different, That's which is the like film, they live in a the, the two will conflict house, with each other. And, and like when he goes to good work in the morning, she says, "Have a good day," and he says, "I'm off out shagging." <laughs> it's an open relationship. <laughs> yeah, how can that work? <laughs> I don't know. It's very difficult. I can't see getting married again. I do like. I have to say, having said that, I'd rather they approached it this way, in the throw everything into the film you're doing. And worry about the fallout of it later, rather than trying to plan two or three films ahead. Because we've seen that with so many films now, where films. I'm glad they were they're rebooting Spider-Man because the whole thing felt like set up for future mm. films. And I don't want that with Bond. I don't want them setting up four or five down the line unless it is teasing a villain or something. The fact is, he's driven off with Madeline. At the moment, even the writers or producers don't know how that's going to end. They haven't... I mean, as they sit now, as we record this, I, I am absolutely convinced there's no plan where they go... They know they're killing off Madeline, or they know they're doing this or that or the other with Madeline. They don't even know if they've got Daniel Craig back next. They've just focused on this film. And I think that's as wise an approach as any. Yeah, I guess. I guess. I don't know. I... I, I... I well, I think it's just about how you see it. I think there's a, a there's a degree of yes. I think you need to plan ahead, but keep things open. I think you need to sort of have a a general idea where you're going, uh, and then I mean you can worry about certain details later on, but you need to have like like a general plan, so you don't just go. So you you got some consistency and it ties together nicely, rather than like. So I know we'll do whatever you want to do, and it comes like a big mess. Best films have been love stories. Sorry, they have. I mean, even though the series doesn't really yeah. lend itself to it, most a lot of the best Bond films have been yeah. love stories. I mean, yeah, um, I mean, uh, yeah, but like they do tend to be yeah. more resonant. I mean, I'll, I'll, and they, I mean, yeah, I'll, I'll be honest. I felt there was more connection with uh, the Bond girl in uh, 
Living Daylights, Inspector. Um, yeah, I, I mean, we'll disagree. Okay. <laughs> no, I, I, not strongly, because I, I actually don't dislike her, but I actually felt more connection between him and Pam Bouvier. Yeah, well, I agree with that as well. We need to discuss, yeah, we have a separate discussion on but, Bond Girls. But I think there's a, there a discussion online a while ago about. We like, are doing a ranking episode on Bond Girls, but it is going to be just the lead Bond Girl. So, for example, if we were ranking Spectre, which we're not going to, Leia Sadu would be the only one we talk about. Because otherwise, otherwise, most... otherwise, we'll be trying to rank like 50 or 60 women. So, we're actually just going to rank one per film, and it will be, be the lead Bond Girl. But we will talk about them as we go along, and and Leia Sadu had a lot had a lot of potential, and I kind of think it was a yeah, bit wasted. I think, yeah, mm-hmm. she did she did well though. I mean, like, but the the the, the bit she the did bit fine. The, she the parts, where, well. the parts where she had to and cry. I, I, I always think I've I said this during Majesties. I always think if Bond falls in love, if you buy into the reality of the character, and that he could fall in love, it ain't going to be Bridget Bardot. It will be Diana yeah. Rigg. It won't be Pamela Anderson, it will be Eva Green. You know, it will be somebody with a bit more going on behind the eyes. Mm-hmm. They'll be beautiful, but they'll have something else. And Leia Sadu is an extremely beautiful woman, but they sold us a character. What they didn't sell us was a yeah. connection. The, char- the character is fine. Are... I, I, get, I, I get the idea on, on paper, but the, it just there wasn't enough to then build on that. I mean... She yeah. suddenly loves so, it. Uh, but anyway. Anyway. So that's Spectre, everyone. Anyway, folks. Yeah, folks, the key point with this is this may not be what we think in six months' time. This is not our Spectre review. This is our Spectre reaction. Yeah, I could fucking love this in in six months' time when it's. You might you might not be so annoyed by it. Well, well, chances are like this is like going to be this initial review. So, like, I I, like like, the things that bother me, I would will bother me less because I'm used to it. Much like the idea of Blofeld being like his stepbrother. You know, I was used to that by the time I was in the, in the cinema screen, so it was like, okay, yeah, whatever. You know, I don't think it's a good idea, but whatever, it's done. I'd have, I'd have actually preferred not because of You are? I just would have done it. I would have loved to read it. When I think about, like, again, when we talk about the original Blofeld run and we, we say, like, who would we have liked? And I said, like, Christopher mm-hmm. Lee, who played a completely different villain in the Bond series. If you said to me, who would you like as, like, Blofeld today? I'd say Mads. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would have been immense. Oh, my God, that would have been immense. Yes, yeah, again, he's great. Oh, as as great. Box, that would have been great. Epic. Yeah. Was, I was speaking to somebody online. I'm really sorry, but I can't remember, I can't remember their name. But they were saying that um, his argument is basically that Volts was not the real Blofeld, that he might somehow be revealed as, like, a number two. Yeah, that's a load of fucking bollocks. Yeah, I did okay, okay. If, if that, if that, honestly, if that generally happened, that would just piss me off again. I'll just put on for fuck's sake. But again, we'll, we'll, we'll save that for, for yeah. the review. Um, yeah, he probably thinks nine eleven was done by yeah. Bush. Oh, don't get me started on that. Oh, I, I, yeah, I, I had a conversation with my friend when I was in New York about that. That is a bell end trying to sound smart. Yeah. And, if you listen <laughs> and, he, and, to he, podcast, and he generally believed that because he watched a documentary on it once. I was like, okay. Uh, oh, fair enough. Probably is right. He's now a friend of Becca, so the chances are. No, he's... no. It's... Um, and if you're listening, I, I, I think he's just just a bit offended by the character, but um, it, he had some valid, you know, valid points to raise, which is really, really cool. Um, so anyway, what's next for the Do You Expect to Talk podcast? We've got um, 
Charlie. We've got Charlie Bigden from Films on Wax coming on soon, haven't we? Yeah, he's our next recording if he's available, which he said yes, but obviously life can get in the way sometimes. But the intention is Charlie will come on and he'll be talking about uh, the music of Bond. As far as we've got with the reviews in the forget tonight because that was a that was a, a special podcast but we've got as far as diamonds are forever and that's what we're going to cover with charlie and we start uh, roger moore and then uh, i'm really pleased to say we go back to like reviewing films Yay, with Yay. Uh, live and let die yeah looking look forward to that one which which surprise the scene is the uh, mexico city the uh well not mexico city oh, but yeah, it's, yeah. it's the it's the yeah. isn't it so sorry <laughs> West Dorm. Yeah, West <laughs> My mistake. Yeah. No I've, not, I've not rewatched really the film in ages, so. Really? I, I, I rewatched all the Bond movies and the run up for this one for Spectre, so it's kind of oh, fresh Jesus in my mind. Jesus Christ, um, Dean Daniel Day. I, I love that idea. <laughs> I, I can understand, like, you think, oh, like, Skyfall might be relevant when you watch that. But you've got to be a special kind of deluded to think that watching the man with the golden gun might help you with Spectre. <laughs> like, you think, <laughs> no, you know, I think it's strict off like the Craig Bond films, Bobby B, maybe. Yeah, literally, because then he's like, oh, it, it, was, it was me, James, it was all of it. And it's literally, it's literally just, yeah. you know, I'll, Quantum, Skyfall, just, oh, here's what I mean, I mean, I mean the starters, the Silver didn't need to be evolved in Spectre, that didn't make any sense, that was tagged on, and, uh, yeah. Yeah, it feels as you are watching it, folks. It feels like a retcon. It does, but it's not offensively so. As long as you accept that, like they're doing the best with the hand that they've been dealt, which means that they started in two thousand and six with Casino Royale. They thought, well, we can spin that. Um, and at the point where they did Casino Royale, I don't think they had Quantum in mind really. And then I think they thought, well, we can spin that off and have like a modern Spectre. And then, of course, they get just past Skyfall, which goes in a different direction, and suddenly they get the rights to, like, Blofeld back. And you'd be foolish not to use them. And you'd be foolish not to use them with a guy many believe to be the best Bond. Yeah. So I can understand why they've oh, totally. done it. But, but it's naturally a little bit awkward. It, it just is. And but I don't give them a hard time for that. They're doing the best with the hand they've been dealt. Chris, I'm done. What about I'm you? I'm done, and we're clocking in just around about the the same time of uh, that Spectre took to watch, which is amazing. It's like the original like thought was. I know we'll spend about half an hour talking about it. This was meant to be a. No, hold on. Where does that leave us, What happens now? Pardon. Where does that leave us, Becca? What happens now? Well, you can discover us across social media, um, for one thing. <laughs> so you can see us at, on Twitter at expected to talk, um, or you can email us expected to talk at gmail.com, and on Facebook slash expected to talk. Have, have we had any emails, uh, by the way? Yeah, no. I wouldn't ask that live on the show because we look like fucking idiots when we don't. We want it to come across that we get hundreds of them, but we only read out like the worthy <laughs> ones once in a while. If you keep saying, have you got any emails and we haven't, we just look like fucking Billy no um, mates. None, yeah, no, not at the moment, but please drop us a line. Um, I think carrier pigeons you know <laughs> carrier pigeons guessing phone numbers anything like that smoke signals smoke fart signals smoke uh, but in, individually on twitter you can follow us um, 
uh, yeah, anything like that. If you'd like to. <laughs> Igniting the Earth's atmosphere in some kind of strange science experiment. <laughs> Sending a meteorite. All of it will get our attention. You know, smoke signals, uh, semaphore. <laughs> Telepathy. <laughs> This is falling on your telepathy. You can find me at the Pasty Kid nineteen seventy six. Okay, and Becca, where can we find you on Twitter? I am at r underscore view movies. And I am at Simtronics, where you can also find uh, my website at simtronics.co.uk, where where this podcast is um, hosted. So uh, yeah. And if you are listening on the Cinematronics feed at the moment, hello. Hi. Hi. Hey, this is uh, Dave and Becca. So. Uh, Wave everyone. Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, well, why not subscribe to? Do you not? Do you not expect to talk? Jesus Christ! It is like. Do you do not, you not expect, expect? Do you expect really to like... talk? Uh... Fuck it, really. <laughs> <laughs> do, do you expect us to be coherent? <laughs> yes. Oh this come on! That's too, much, too big a ask, really. Uh... Oh dear, dear. Well, anyway, so do you not not expect us to talk not or nothing. <laughs> <laughs> or something well, off from I think chat. we are officially as <laughs> we are officially long uh, as Spectre is really pretty much we'll get there now it's, it's just ridiculous oh, anyway God. Just, if all about that uh, we've talked about the, Spectre uh... as long as it took to watch it <laughs> but there's still lots we didn't cover there's so much we didn't cover oh, yeah my... but we got a proper review to cover this was our quickie interim <laughs> report Next time we talk about Spectre, we'll be going, join us next week for Raiders of the Lost Ark. I mean, I mean, I mean okay, like, we'll we can talk... Now. Which is actually true. The next time we talk about Spectre, we'll be a week away from talking about Indiana I mean, like, Jones. I mean, we could have talked about all the Westerns in the time we talked to talk about this one film. Yeah, yeah, because Westerns, nice quickie, nice quickie series. Actually, we might, we might give Becca, like, that choice but we'll, if we do it will be like the dollar trilogy and like once upon a yeah. time in the west it won't <laughs> it won't be or like western or just like ever a certain ever. director like uh sam peckham or something i meant like, like john ford westerns or you know uh, yeah careful what you say not, not, not all the western you know that yeah. we would be here till we're 90 let's do a quickie <laughs> well, what do you guys think about doing like uh films of directors yeah, 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 yeah let's uh, like director all, like, well, let's watch all the scott films yeah that sounds good Ridley Scott would budget. be a long series. But yeah, but yes, as an example or something. No, 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 that's absolutely fine. I'd be very keen to do Tarantino. Um, Hitchcock? Hitchcock would be a long <laughs> oh. series as well. I, I mean, I don't mind in theory. I mean, if you genuinely wanted to sit and do, like, countless Hitchcock films, that would or be just pick certain, pick but I would be Or just pick I would be tempted to do a subset, like his American films, like Post Rope. Yeah, do the American ones and do the British ones. Do them separately. Uh, yeah, but he's certainly post-rope. You're only talking about... I mean, I don't know, but I guess it's probably about 15 films, I would have thought. I have them, I have them somewhere. Okay, yeah, so I, I shall wrap up now, then. So anyway, join us next week for Rangers of the Lost Ark. I don't know. Yeah, join us <laughs> next week for uh, Music of Bond. Music of Bond with Charlie Brigden, who will confirm whether he's touching himself. <laughs> and whether or not you can find out if his tarantulas like the music of John Barry. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I, I was um, like, ugh. <laughs> well, I'm really glad that the end of this show felt organic and not fucking awkward at all. <laughs> Good night, everyone. <laughs> M- much like Spectre itself. <laughs> Boom. <Ba-dum-tsh. laughs>
<laughs> it's better to talk. We'll return. Dot dot dot. <laughs>